Is is that it up there? Is is this it? I, I don't know, man. We're just going to have to find out. Whoa. Holy shit, dude. Teddies. Oh, no, dude. If I could talk to dolphins. Shapes. Bananas out. Dirty. Bananas out. Leave. Shh. Somebody died. Oh, bad baby. The toilets were too tall. That is terrifying. Build the wall. Why did I just smell my balls? Fuck you, Shorzy. Mm, blowing so hard all over me. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so... <sighs> have you ever dealt with a slippery bathtub? A slippery bathtub? Yes, sir. I mean... I... Okay, so when I was younger, I used to, like, purposely slick up the bathtub. Like, did you ever just pour a bunch of, like, body wash onto the floor and then just, like, slide around on it for fun? No. Or, like, borrow soap. And then, when I was, like, six, I would borrow soap the entire, like, tub. And just kind of, like, slide around. And then sit on my butt and slide back and forth. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like fun, though. Yeah. When I was, like, six, that would have been fun. Now it would be kind of difficult. I'd get, like, a few feet forward and then have to, like, you I've, know. Yeah, I've tried it as an adult. It's nowhere near as fun. <laughs> you tried it. <laughs> yeah, I just dumped a bunch of Axe body wash onto the, into the tub and just slid around it and stood up and was like, now my butt smells good. <laughs> but it wasn't as fun as I remember it being. So I got off work, right, and was like, oh, I want to, you know, take a shower before we record. You know, I want to be nice, fresh, clean, feel feel good and everything. So fresh. So, so fresh. I'm, like, getting into the shower, and I, you know, pull the curtain back, and I've got the hot, the water where I want it. And I put my right foot in, and it immediately slips. Oh, shit. It immediately slips. And so I go to go and, like, catch myself on the wall, and it's kind of an older like bathroom so it has these like panels and so you got the one that's like set up on the one side and then there's a corner piece so there's a little flap that kind of like sticks out so when i put my hand up i put the bottom of my hand up on the wall and it kind of slid and then went into that oh and so it took a chunk of my skin out of my out of my hand yeah you got one of those butterfly band-aids on it hey it was the only one that we had, and it actually works because it, like, wrapped around my pinky, and, like, just the way that it's there, it's, like, perfect. Yeah, that's the kind you'd want to use for that injury. Which is hilarious. We only had one left. Like, <laughs> it was meant to be. I was meant to fall and hit my – I hit my head, too, like, on the wall. Ooh, fuck, oh, dude. yeah. But – How old are you? Uh, <laughs> McCain's president, right? Ooh, McCain's president. Too soon? <laughs> in light of recent news yes too soon. <laughs> just everything that's happened yeah <laughs> sorry so yeah now i got a chunk of uh skin like dangling off my hand good yeah it was a good start to my uh <laughs> you know i got off work it was a little stressful and i was like oh you know i'm gonna relax in the shower and then you know bang my head up real quick oh. now i completely forget that i even worked this morning and don't remember my last name, but you know, I'm good. <laughs> That's I'm good. always I'm great. good. I'm great. Who needs a last name anyway? Dude, I know Austin, and then that's it. I don't even know my middle name anymore. I just thought about it. <laughs> thought I knew, and now I don't. <laughs> Austin middle name, thought I knew. <laughs> <laughs> if I could change my legal name right now, I would. <laughs> 
just to prove a point. Just put thought I knew in the middle there. Mm. I like that. Wesley, I thought I knew K-Hall. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, it just adds a flair to your name. That does, like, roll really well. And you could do, like, a weird mm. French spelling for it, too. I thought I knew. <laughs> <laughs> what was the... Oh, doesn't it? <laughs> there was another one I had, man, and I forget it. TD Bar? Uh, or TD Bank? Titty Bank? Titty Bank, yeah. Titty Bank. They're like, why don't you just go to TD Bank? And they're like, Titty Bank? <laughs> You're saying titty. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, Titty Bank. A, a bank where they have titties. Titty Bank. Titty Bank? No, 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 no. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. TD Bank. Oh, okay. TD Bank. <laughs> yeah. Not Titty Bank. TD Bank. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Listen, I know we've already plugged this, but if you haven't listened to Leonard or watched Leonard Kenny, go, go watch it. You could even just put it on in the background and listen to it and mm-hmm. stream of jokes. Like, you'll laugh every few seconds. You'll, like, like, pop in, hear some jokes, and be like, oh, that was funny. You could pop right back out, and it's cool. Because yeah. when you pop back in, it's just more jokes. Yep, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I had a problem, as you were saying a few moments ago, um, with staying up late when I like find new shows that I really like, and Letter Kenny was one of them. Definitely yeah. was late to work the next day. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it'll ruin your life for a short little while. Like you're just all responsibilities out the window. Luckily, there are only six seasons long right now, and most of the episodes are like forty five minutes. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I think they get start to get shorter towards the final seasons. Like an episode I watched last night was like twenty six minutes long. Minutes long. I was like, the fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of them might be short. Yeah, oh, I just that's... finished the Christmas episode and that was fucking hilarious. Just oh. the way Wayne calls everybody in one by one, <laughs> and by the end he's just shouting out, "Skids, <laughs> get in here." Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> I think she's the sexiest one. I, yeah, I mean, I, there's a reason they do that bit on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that Wayne's mm-hmm. always the one. Bonnie, how are you now? <laughs> <laughs> he just ignores how hot she is constantly. The costume change one was, like, my favorite. Yeah. Wayne was always like, oh, you're going here to do this and do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like you said, completely avoiding the fact that she's just like... And some new whatever, like... Uh, occupation but slutty outfit like, <laughs> she comes in as like a nurse at one point <laughs> oh my gosh that was funny yeah good show good times good times yeah speaking of good times man um how was your uh birthday celebration i mean speaking of slipping in tubs Speak- <laughs> speaking of tubs i basically like i slipped in a tub so hard that i landed on my back and floated Ooh, <laughs> that's Ooh. not what happened but so did you die though? Uh, so what? So what? That's I, what that sounded like. You slipped and fell in the in the tub, and then uh, we floated. all we all float down here. We oh uh, no! I mean, see that that's what I meant when I said that's not exactly what happened. I was just trying <laughs> to segue really well. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So my wife took me out to a float center in Powell, which is something that I've wanted to do for a long time ever since I heard about it. And uh, it was a really cool experience, although it was definitely weird. Like, uh, when you walk into a place like that, you kind of have the sense that it's going to be new-agey and hippy-dippy, which, you know, I'm a hippie. I'm fine with that. 
but it was like very new agey. The first thing you do when you get in there is you take off your shoes and they hand you flip flops and they ask you what size and everything. And they're like, here's size nine flip flops. (laughs) And then you're just barefoot in the lobby waiting for like 10 minutes. I can't do that. I don't like flip flops, man. I hate flip flops and I hate being barefoot around people that I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, I, I had just got new socks that day though. And I was like, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that made it better. Cool. Anyway. um, Well, this is something that I know now. For what, the first time I go, I know I'm going to have to go through this whole thing of, like, <sighs> flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's basically like a, a, a one-hour day spa, basically. So it got really weird at the beginning. Like, the only part that I actually fully enjoyed of this whole thing was the floating part. The rest of it was just really uncomfortable and awkward. Hmm. I wish they would have made it a little more just, like... Go float, bro. <laughs> Do you think it was maybe because it was like your first experience and you don't necessarily know what you're going through and then like your next experience would be a little bit smoother because you know like what's going to happen and kind of that's like knowing what questions are gonna be asked. You yeah, go to the same yeah. restaurant so many times, you know what they're gonna ask you, so you just automatically tell them the answer. Yeah, and this is definitely something that they do for like your first time floating or being there for the first time. Like they walk you through like a whole orientation and a tour first, which mm. makes it that was the awkward part. So they you sit in the lobby for ten minutes barefoot, you put on these flip flops reluctantly. Or at least I do. Uh, <laughs> me too. I'd rather just be barefoot. Yeah, same. Um, or have my shoes on. So then the next, you walk through like this really tight hallway, which I was like, why did they make this hallway so fucking tight? Like she's trying to give you a tour and there's like five other people showed up right after me that were all brand new to it too. Oh, geez. So it was like, now I got to take this tour with five strangers. They're all older and all their feet look nicer than mine. (laughs) Cause like I'm a skater. I've got skater feet. Right. My feet are awful. Same. Yeah. (laughs) So the next room, like, she walks you out into this hallway. We're all, like, bunched there and, like, trying to not be in her way. Like, I had to move around her, like, caddy corner, like, three or four times while she was trying to, like, point to different rooms. Oh, that's just awkward. Yeah. So then right around the corner, you walk into this dark room that just has, like, these lounge chairs, like, like, sideways S lounge oh, chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, there's six of those. So the the first lady to walk in sat. She left one open at the end and sat at the second to last one. So that means that all five people had to be, like, on the left side of the room, all directly next to each other. No gaps between, like, couples or anything. I was like, damn you, lady. Because <laughs> Crystal came in with me. She was like, I'll I'll leave once you're ready to, like, actually get in and float. Hmm. Because she, she didn't want to do it? No. She's probably too claustrophobic to, to do that. Like, it would not be relaxing for her. You can get out at any time. Yeah. Does it feel, was it, did you feel any claustrophobia? I'll, I'll get there. Okay, I'll get right, there. Right, so I'm you... sorry, I'm jumping ahead, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> Let me walk you through the whole experience, because right, right. it's really important to, like, what it led up to. I'm really intrigued, because I don't know, like, I've never experienced this myself, or heard anybody tell the story of the whole experience, so this is really interesting. Yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I came in with, like, a certain amount of expectations that I I was like, this is what's going to happen, and then none of what I thought was going to happen happened. So, uh, so the next room you go into is, like I said, the lounge chairs, and then there's a TV up on the wall, and you sit there for, like, five, ten minutes while she gets the other room set up, and then she starts playing, like, a, uh, instructional video, and it's just this animated stick figure dude inside of, like, an animated cartoon pod. 
and it was actually pretty funny. They were cracked a few jokes that were pretty good. Okay. And it was like, uh, there was one point, like, it's about 10 minutes long, so almost towards the end, they were like, when it's done, it'll start to drain, and you'll get sucked through the drain. <laughs> it showed the stick figure guy, like, getting sucked into it. <laughs> and they were like, just kidding, that doesn't happen. <laughs> You're like, the fuck, guys? This is hey, supposed to be relaxing. At least they added some humor. They thought the humor would be relaxing. It did, it did like, break the tension a little bit for everybody in the room to kind of chuckle at that. We were like, oh, okay, we're cool. That's, that's cool. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to get sucked down the drain, you guys. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, right. So then you walk back out of that room after you watch this intro which i didn't i didn't say before the intro video starts on the screen it's just playing like trippy tesseracts and geometry like what you would see on a trip basically okay like uh dmt visuals and it's got like the flower of life with the circles all like spinning around and creating the flower on the screen so like i got lost in that oh here's here's preface to the whole thing i got way too high before i went in there so like the whole time i'm sitting in the lobby barefoot you got to keep in mind that i'm also just like blitzed (laughs) so paranoid the whole fucking time like and then they have you sign like a waiver on a on an ipad like they hand you a tablet and they're like all right initial all these so you're like trying to type on a touch screen and put in your initials on like these various lines and each one's a warning like don't come and do illegal drugs. If you're on drugs, leave. And I was like, I'm full. I'm so fucking high right now. <laughs> the first thing that you read is like, don't be on drugs. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> I'm totally on drugs right now. Yeah, I smoked so much weed before I came in there. They were just like, hey, read this. You read the first line, handed it back to him, just walked out. They were yeah. like... Oh shit, he was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He didn't even initial the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. And then the next one's like, you could drown. Uh, and then the, the one after that's like, you can't sue us. All that shit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, then I'm sitting in the orientation with the video, and I'm the only one who's like lost in the geometry. Everybody else is like looking at their phones, and I'm just like, shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be awkward or paranoid the you whole went, fucking time. You went from like your heart racing in the lobby because you're like, "Fuck, I'm on drugs." Like, <laughs> can I smell if, my feet? What if they? <laughs> <laughs> Are my toenails too long? What if they notice that I'm like high and they like tell me that I can't do it? You know all that bullshit. And then you get into this room and they make you watch this video. And then because you're high, you get too invested in the video. <laughs> and now you're the one guy that just kind of looks like a nerd, but is also. But it was a funny video though, so that kind of played out. And you're that like, that calmed me down. Okay. So once yeah. that part happened, but before then, you're totally right. Like I, I legit leading up to right before we started watching that video, I was like, they're gonna single me out and kick me out right now. Like they're gonna be like, he's dirty. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> So I finally relaxed after we, we got the jokes in the video, and then the the rest of the hallway that they lead you down after you leave that room is like this big horseshoe shape. Yeah. There's two bathrooms, men, women, but they make a point to say that you can use whatever bathroom you want. Don't pay attention to the signs. So it's like, yeah, they're multi-gender bathrooms. I know this says men and this says women's, but you can use either one. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I just have to identify as the other. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't identify as a female and go into the men's, regardless of whatever gender you actually are, biologically. Darn. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, so there's enough, still rules. Enough about <laughs> bathrooms. I think we've we've had enough about bathrooms on this show. I, there's so much bathroom litigation going on. Like, Oh, see, we could get into a real big bathroom thing is 
frontward or backward for the toilet paper. <laughs> we should do a whole bathroom episode. We definitely should. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> so they show you the bathrooms. They make the the gender point, and then which fine, whatever. Uh, then you walk by like a a giant like um, makeup room mirror, and they've got hair care products, um, like a shaver. So like if you wanted to do your hair afterwards or before you get in, you can. They've got like little body wash bottles that are all individually wrapped and everything. So it was, that was kind of nice. You can like take a shower before you get in. Yeah, yeah. So the the next place they lead you after showing you like if you want to relax before you go do this, you can do that. And then they take you to the actual like demo pod and show you how all that works. And it's it's the size of like a king size bed in the middle of this room, but like way taller. So it takes up most of the room, and in the corner there's a shower with like, it's got it was the biggest shower head I've ever seen. Like it feels like you're in like a rainstorm, like two foot in diameter, big shower circular. Dude, head. I want one of those. Yeah, Dude. it's like standing underneath of a waterfall. Yeah, that's what Crystal said. She was like, "We need this at home." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then the pod itself is basically like, like I said, it's king size mattress sized, and it it basically looks like the little container that holds AirPods. You know, like the little like white clamshell thingy. Yeah. It looks like that, but fucking huge. Just this big white apple thing sitting in the middle of the room. <laughs> and then it, it's got like a clamshell lid that lifts up and it's on a hydraulic thing. So it doesn't like lock closed or anything. It's very easy to push up and bring back down. Okay. So immediately you're like, oh, I'm not going to get trapped in this. Um, My fiance would not like it for the simple fact of it's a big thing in the room like it's the center of attention it's the big thing in the room she it's she the main thing in the room she doesn't like stuff like it if it's 10 feet tall yeah she's not gonna like that yeah yeah no, it's she huge won't. she won't do it no yeah. we even going to the museum um one of the art pieces i can't remember what it was but it was a a thick rope that was maybe five inches in diameter that went from one side of the room to the other, and then there's a giant barrel, like mm-hmm. Jack Daniels barrel, sitting in the middle of this rope. Almost looks like it's perched perfectly. Yeah, on it. It it was intimidating when I first walked in there. I I walked out. It's like it's gonna <laughs> roll on me. It's gonna drop down. It's gonna roll on me. It's gonna squish me, and I'm not about it. Yeah, you're gonna get Temple of Doomed by that fucking beer barrel. It's what it looks like, <laughs> and so I get her fear. I, I I understood that. Forced myself to walk into the room and walk around it and yeah. look at the other side, and that was so trippy. So trippy. The thing is, because <laughs> they curve the walls inward too. Oh, so, so it, extra claustrophobic. Oh yeah, and it adds the illusion that it's like coming towards you. Mm. So I didn't. It was sketchy. Once I got in there and looked around and saw everything, I was fine. But at the first look was not not okay. Yeah, that would be scary. I can understand that fear. Like it, it the the pod itself is intimidating until like you actually get in and experience it. Mm-hmm. And it took me like a good twenty minutes to to get used to the feeling. It's like um, imagine you're the last tic tac in a box. Like whoa, <laughs> that's okay. kind of what it felt like. Um, but it had lights in it, so like the water's illuminated. Uh, it's just got one like backlight at the back of the thing, and you can press a button to change the color, or you can put it in party mode. Where it'll like cycle through the colors really quick, which they don't recommend you do that. <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah, well, you're trying to relax. That it's it's just a feature built into the pod. Start playing EDM music too. Yeah, um, oops, and then oops, oops. you can choose out your music, but 
<laughs> you can choose your music, if, but for the first time, they... they uh, Suggest not to. Yeah, so they curate the playlist for you the first time, and it was all like um, like pan flute music, like, <laughs> that, like just rainforest flute going on. It felt very native. It was really relaxing. Like a Peruvian flute band? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Hopefully it wasn't South Park. No. There was no giant guinea pig in the room as well. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would have been cool, too. Like, you just lay on that afterwards and dry yourself off in the yeah. guinea pig fur. <laughs> just rolling around on a giant guinea pig. Now that sounds relaxing. <laughs> okay, so how was it like when you got in got in there? Yeah, so that and... was all the, the demo of the pod. And so they finally lead us all to our individual rooms, and I get the, the last room on the left, and it's private. It's a big wooden sliding door. Crystal came in with me. I they, You shower first, you put in uh, earplugs after, and they're not like normal earplugs, like the foam ones. It's like a putty that goes over the whole of your ear. Like, you don't insert it into the canal. You just putty your ears over. Yeah. To keep the the water, the salt water from getting in there because there's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in there. What? Yeah, that's what makes you float. So, and then the video they show you, they show you, like, them dumping a thousand pounds into every pod, and it's just a ridiculous amount of salt. Crystal stuck her finger in it before I got in, pulled it out, her finger came out white. So there's a shower in the pod room. You shower first, you do the the earplug thing, and then when you're ready, you get in the, the pod, and you have like your little face towel next to you in case you splash your face, because the salt will burn the shit out of your eyes. And also, they give you Vaseline to cover up any like hangnails or fucking cuts on your body, because that'll burn like shit, too. So you Vaseline all your cuts and shit. Dude, that sucks for me. I'm always cutting... I just literally talked about cutting... Yeah. Skin off of my hand. I Vaseline the shit out of my hands because it was like, I've, they're all cut up all the time. Uh, <laughs> so then you're finally ready to get in and you get in and it's body temperature or it's around 97 degrees and the water that's directly touching your skin get, when you get in quickly adjusts to your body heat. So like you, the whole point is to get into a position where you're comfortable and you, you lay back and you don't even try to float. You just float. Like, oh, see, that'd be so cool. There's, it was amazing. Um, there's only ten inches of water in there, so like you can fight the floating. And like, I pushed my heel down and touched the the floor, and I was like, oh, that's I'm like this high above the bottom. <laughs> like, but I feel like I'm on nothing. So when you first get in, the first twenty minutes is the weirdest because at first it feels like you got plopped into like a jar of jelly because the water almost has like a heavy feel to it, and it just feels like you're just sitting in a gel. And then the temperature adjusts to your body. So the water that's touching you becomes body temperature. And then you don't even notice the water anymore, which was the weirdest part. Like 20 minutes in, all of a sudden, I'm just front flipping through space. Like, it wasn't even the spins where, like, it's, it's on a flat plane and you're going round and round in circles. I was literally, like, front flipping, it felt like. And then at a certain point, like, I could just spin in any direction on any axis. And I was just, like flipping through space what yeah whoa and, and if you have your eyes closed and you've got the light on the background i turned my i started off on blue but like at 15 minutes i turned it to red and then calmed back down and stopped moving again um and every time you move the weirdest thing was like the water that's not directly touching you like you move the tiniest bit you can feel the temperature in the water change in a different area you're like oh that's not my body right there so when you move it feels like you've like moved out of your body every time you move a limb it's like there's a lag of your arm catching back up to your arm 
because the water changes. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds crazy. I, if you let yourself get lost in that feeling, then that's definitely what it feels like. It's just getting like completely still and relaxed and focusing on your breathing until you forget everything around you. Because up to that point, it's really awkward and weird, and you're just trying to like calm, relax, just float, don't move. And then I don't think I'd be able to fall asleep in it. But they said like some people fall asleep in there, and which is perfectly fine because you're floating, so it's whatever. Right. And uh, at the end of an hour, it blows a jet underneath you, so like it wakes you up anyway. But there's no way I'd be able to fall asleep. It was more like my body fell asleep and my mind stayed awake. Isn't that what we talked about with um, astral projection? Yeah, that's essentially what people believe astral projection is, your mind staying awake and exiting your or your consciousness exiting your body and it's like a surreal dream but people believe you're like in an altered dimension yeah because I, I remember you telling me about how to kind of get yourself started with the astral projection with laying there and thinking about your body going to sleep yeah and you... that part i can get but it's once and i can feel it like you said like from limb from limb you know, from the tip of my fingertips and like you like go up and my body goes to sleep, but then my mind just fucks it all up. Yeah, that's the hardest part is so you're in there for an hour. And like I said, about 20 minutes, I got that first feeling. And then like 10 minutes later, I, I couldn't feel anything at all. And it was like I was just trying to calm back down and get back to that. And they say, don't chase a certain path. Just let whatever happens, happen. So then I had to let go again. And like the last 20 minutes, so I'm at 40 minutes in. That's where, like, I had the most, um, like, closest to what I thought was going to happen moment. Like, because I pictured it being this really trippy thing where I was going to have, like, visuals and I was going to go to another place. And that's not exactly what happened. It just felt like I was legit not touching any. Like, you're just floating there. Like, there's, it just feels like you're in the air. Like, it sounds awesome. Yeah. I feel like I would get really relaxed, especially with how tense my body is i don't stretch either so that's an issue you feel that at the beginning you realize all the points in your body where you're tense because you don't like there's no sense except for like the the water temperature fluctuating every time you move so once you stop moving you get to a point where um all the the tense spots or the pain in your body like my right knee usually hurts and my back usually hurts and the back of my neck usually hurts those hurt more than usual at first because you don't feel anything else. Like the rest of your body just feels like it's not there. So those stand out the most to you. And then you'll get like kind of this nauseous feeling as that all goes away. And then you're completely relaxed and everything feels fucking great. It's hmm. a really weird cycle that you go through to get to the, the point where like that's where you want to be. That's awesome. So I finally had a moment where like my whole body for like two minutes it didn't last very long, but my whole body just felt like it wasn't there, and it just felt like I was a brain in a vat. Like, it just felt like I was just my head. And not even my head, just, like, my, my consciousness and a bubble floating through space. And I had, like, everything come online, as the best way I can put it, all at once, where it was, like, all of a sudden I realized my body was there, but I couldn't feel anything else, so it was just me, and only me. And I didn't remember that I was in the pod anymore. Like, I just let go completely. And it was just me and a void. And I had all my body parts, all my organs, everything, like all my problems and every piece of me was there and accounted for. And I felt like 
all the stress just move away from me. And it was like, everything in your body works fine. You feel really good right now. This is the most relaxed you've been in a long time. Everything's good. It was like the first time in a long time I've ever felt that. And that that was fucking amazing. Just having that like checklist of my arms over here, my arms over here, and everything's good. You just there's this sense of oneness that you get out of nowhere, and it's just like, holy shit, I'm here. So that was the cool part. And that only lasted like two minutes, though. And then I was back to like trying to catch that feeling. Like your mind's racing, just trying to feel it again. So it was hard to calm back down after that. But I came out of there feeling like the most relaxed I felt in a really long time. And I, this first thing I said to Crystal was like, I feel amazing right now. Holy shit, man. And that, that lasted the rest of the day. Like, I just felt the fucking best. <laughs> I, nothing could put me in a bad mood. I have to go do this. It was awesome. I have to. That sounds (laughs) amazing, honestly. With all of the stress, and my mind is constantly running, even when I'm trying to go to sleep. It's one of my issues. is that My mind just keeps running and running and running. I get distracted a lot. Not necessarily distracted, more... I'm all over the place. It's... I could be thinking about this thing at one second, immediately think to something else, and but be in the middle of another thought. Yeah, and it jump and it just jumps around so much, and I forget things a lot because of that. And how you can tell me to remember something, and then the next thought that I have almost becomes like the only thing that I remember. And just I, overwrites it. And you're yeah, like, that's what I meant to remember, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I needed. To remember that too, and it, yeah, so I feel like that would definitely help me get my mind together a little bit. Yeah, I think it'd be easy. Like that's the whole point of it. When you were talking about astral projection and trying to like get to a point where you just let go of your body and it feels like it's not there, so that you can kind of like lift off out of it. That whole idea is like where sensory deprivation tanks and float tanks came from. Um, the guy who invented the concept, John C. Lilly, was um, experimenting with. MDMA, acid, and dolphins, and was setting up float tanks next to dolphin tanks and trying to break the barrier between human and dolphin communication using acid and float tanks. No shit. He thought he could talk to dolphins by using these float tanks. Oh, no, dude. If I could talk to dolphins doing that, I'm totally doing it. I'm totally doing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. Yeah, so he was a researcher and a marine biologist that kind of went a little off the rails, but he invented this amazing thing where there is something to, like, getting rid of the senses because then your brain tries to make up for those senses and you get to it's kind of like an indexing of what your brain is doing you're like oh i didn't know i could do this so that's i think that's what astral projection is really is just kind of like your brain exploring the missing of senses and trying to replace them oh i wonder what the long how long have these been around um i want to say they're fairly like middle 19 like 1950s at the most like maybe 40s at the most i don't remember off the top of my head have they done studies on them yeah there's been a bunch of studies done as far as like stress reduction and uh, helping depression and anxiety and all that stuff that stuff's all proven like it is good for your body to to meditate or to set out time to relax just in general Mm -hmm. i think float tanks are really good for that because it cuts out like the most major sense of all is just feeling everything around you. So once you get rid of that, then it makes the astral projection or the, the leaving of your stress behind 
way easier because you don't have to deal with like trying to consciously shut down like from the fingertips up to the top of my shoulder. It's more just it does that automatically for you so you don't have to worry about it once you settle in enough. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I've, I've seen the one that's up at Easton and thought about going to it and just haven't done it yet. And hmm. where did where did you go? Uh, it was in Powell off of um like Sawmill Parkway and Sawmill. Like if you go up towards uh where Porky's is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um <clears throat> or like it's pretty close to the Powell skate park actually. It's five minutes around the corner from the skate park. Oh yeah. Um I had my relaxation relaxation almost instantly broke. Like it didn't ruin it completely, but right after I I, so you get out and then you shower again because you're covered in salt. So it doesn't take much to get it off. Like I had it all in my hair, but I just took like a five minute rinse shower and it was good. Oh yeah. And then I uh, dump off your towels and shit and the hamper outside, and then you walk out into like a a relaxation room where they've got tea, they've got um, fruit infused water, and they have an oxygen bar, which I'd never done an oxygen bar. So I was like, the fuck is that? Let's try this. And because it was my first time, I got to do it free. I was like, why not? So. I forget what they're called, but the thing that, like, goes over your ear, like, glasses, and it's, like, a hose, and then it's got the things that go into yeah. your nose. Like, like an oxygen tube, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So you put that on, and it makes you feel like you're in a hospital all of a fucking sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people that don't know, Wes does not like hospitals. I hate hospitals. <laughs> he does not like them at all. No, I don't go. Um, so the ladies, like... We've- figured out the lady's like do you want to do you want to do the oxygen bar and i'm like sure i've never done that before and she's like have you ever worn an oxygen hose before and i was like no so she's like okay so you put them on over your ears like glasses i'm just holding it in my fucking nose trying to figure it out and i couldn't like get it to hang right so she's like do helping me do it I'm like, fucking get off me. I'm so relaxed right now. <laughs> I don't want your help. I can figure it out. I'm relaxed, okay? I'm not going to get stressed out over trying to figure this out. So just give me some time and I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the most uh, politely swatting her away as I can, you know? Like, <laughs> so then I'm sitting there. like I'm I'm one of the first ones out. I guess I just showered quick at the end or people people wanted to hang out in there longer. But once that jet comes on, it's like, that's your cue to get out, or they're going to charge you more. Heard. So you can, they give you like 10 minutes to shower, and then you can go sit in this relaxation room. So I'm sitting there with these fucking things in my nose, one of the first people out. There was one dude out before me, and he's on the other side of the room. Crystal's in the middle of the room drinking some tea. She was waiting on me when I got out. And uh, he's just looking at me and kind of smirking. The second I get the nose thing in, I'm holding there, and she's trying to help me. And he's like, I'm glad I didn't fucking do that. You can just see it on his face. <laughs> Because I knew she asked him, too, and he was like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Nope. nope, looks like a bad time. I'm that, not going to do it. That seems nope. like it'll ruin the thing I just did. Yeah. <laughs> so did it ruin, like, wh- So I chose Blackberry Vanilla for my scent. Like, you can, they've got one called, like, Peace or Calm, and then on the other side, they've got, like, a left side and a right side, and on the right side, there was, like, banana or, like, strawberry. There we go, banana. <laughs> Dude, nice fucking shirt, hey! by the way. <laughs> the came out. Fuck yeah. I'm wearing like this blue shirt that's got bananas all over it. It's I, amazing. I fucking love it, dude. Yeah. My fiance got it for me for our um, honeymoon. Hey, like, she's yeah. pretty dope. Dude. <laughs> what's up, man? It's a good and, gift. And it's thin too, and it, it just fucking feels right, man. Yeah, it looks feels nice, right. man. 
I'll send you a picture when I'm in South Carolina <laughs> and on the beach wearing this shirt, you know. Dope. Bananas out. Bananas <laughs> out. Oh, my God. No. 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 It sounds like I'm going to pull my dick out. And that's just not okay. Like, I'm not just going to randomly pull my dick out and be like, bananas out. Bananas out for Harambe? Or is that is that not okay? <laughs> <laughs> Am I, is that PC to say? Can I say that? <laughs> Bananas out for Harambe. <laughs> so, Ooh, hashtag that shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so don't do oxygen bars. That shit's fucking dumb. It, like uh, it, it smelled good, and then I just sat there feeling really dumb the whole time. I was like, I got this fucking plastic tube in my fucking nose, and it's not in there right. And it didn't do anything for you. I mean, there's supposed to be like pure oxygen with the scent being pumped through, but it was like I. I can breathe. This is I. I don't need this. <laughs> there you go. Maybe like I get when they put them in like a bar. Like uh, they have a lot of them in like Vegas and stuff at the casinos and the bars. And it's like, well, there's people smoking. Uh, there's weird smells. There's a bunch of body odor. Like I could get wanting some like fresh air without having to go outside. That makes sense. But I just sat in a fucking float tank for an hour. I don't need fresh air. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. Yeah. So. Uh, that was basically the whole experience. After that, we went out and walked around, and I just, I everywhere I went, just felt like nothing could fuck with me. It was the best. I really need to do this. Yeah. Really need to do this. And then today, this was yesterday that I did all this. Today, that wore off, and I before I came over here, I was shaking. Because <laughs> I was going to kill my fucking kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to float more often being a dad. <laughs> it's it's rough, man. No shit. What were they doing? Just being kids? Just be, uh, well, we had to go to a funeral today, which mm. going with kids is hard. Like, the whole time, Avi was actually really good. She was really cute, and she kept going back and forth between me and, and uh, Grammy. She would just run up to my grandma and, Grammy, and go sit with her for 30 minutes and then walk Aww. to the back of the room and then come sit with me. Aww. But Ollie, man, he brought his little truck with him. He, he loves cars. Like, and we didn't do that to him. He just loves cars. I, I mean, yeah. Sounds like a dude thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why he loves them so much, but that's his whole thing. He's, so he, he has this one, like, blue little SUV that it's one of the ones you pull back and then it drives forward on its own. Yeah. So he brings that with him everywhere. He brought that. And it was so fucking noisy the whole time because everybody's, like, quiet trying to listen to the person up front speak. And then you just hear, from the back. And then he, every, like, few seconds, he go, blah, 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 daddy, blah. It's like, dude, shh, somebody died. <laughs> That's your fucking great grandma up there. <laughs> I'm sorry, beautiful is nothing to laugh about, but that that is kind of funny because you can't really explain that to a kid, like to to your. No, he's just not gonna get it. Oh, no. he's just not gonna get it. He's gonna be like, "What?" His thing when you shush him too, like if you put your finger up to your mouth and go shh, he just does it back to you louder. <laughs> He does it louder back. You go, shh. And he goes, shh. <laughs> Daddy, shh. <laughs> and you're like, dude. It's like the game of penis, you know? Yeah. You would start off soft and just get louder. That's what he thinks this game is. <laughs> he flipped it around on you. He's over there going, penis, shh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Your kid's already pulled one over on you. You don't even know it. Yeah, man. 
so today was was rough compared to yesterday, but that. The my my great grandparents they both passed within like a week and a half of each other. So we went to my great grandmother's funeral today, and I, I think it's a good thing that they passed so close to each other. And they they lived to be fairly old, and had a long full life. Like they both lived really good lives. So it's sad in its own way, but it's the least sad it could be. And it it felt good having kids there, even though they're a pain in the ass. It's comforting to have a little. T- completely innocent two-year-old in your lap while you're trying to deal with something that emotional kind of breaks you yeah you you have moments where you can just look down at him and chuckle to yourself and then look back up at what's going on yeah (laughs) i'm sorry for your losses man and like i said man i thank you and it's okay because they they had good long lives and that's always the best yeah outcome that could happen so it's always nice when something like that that's what i hope for myself and a lot of the people around me so we just live out until as long as long as we can until it's like a natural thing you know i don't want to i would hate to to go in like a in like a car accident because like your son i love cars and so it would just be horrible for me Mm -hmm. like oh I don't know, because I did always say if I died in a uh, racing car accident, then you would know that I was happy, because I love racing cars. Yeah, so. die doing what you love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that'd be that'd be one of my ways to go. Those but. are the two best options, like old age in your sleep, <laughs> or, or die, die doing, doing something this. you love. Yeah. If I die doing a, doing a fucking trick on some vert ramp, it's fucking good. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want <laughs> i'll make sure that everybody knows too I'm yeah. like he died doing what he loved and what the fuck he's good at too uh, we got it on tape now so you know <laughs> hey <her dad. laughs> man i do think about that's one of my problems is thinking about my own funeral too much yeah you can't dwell on it i mean it's gonna be what it is there was things that happened at both funerals the one i went to today and the one i went to a week and a half ago there was a couple moments where you're like i wish that person didn't say that thing Mm-hmm. And then that just kind of sticks with you, and I don't. Know, I'm of the personal belief that when you're you're dead, you're dead. And you're not gonna know. So, uh, to each their own. But I don't think I'm gonna care that much what people say about me afterwards. <laughs> I I think about it in the sense of how do they perceive me now? Yeah, that I am alive. Which you have control over that, though. I mean, not how they perceive you, but you can. You can adjust how people perceive you while you're alive. That's how you yeah. stay optimistic about it. Uh, I, I, it was really morbid for me for a, a little while to think about it. It made me like super sad. Yeah, would, it would put me in a bad place. And now, after talking about it, it is something that reminds me of my own characteristics and how I want to be perceived from everybody. It is an extreme way to think about it. Yeah, but it does play a good role in myself and bettering myself every day. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this dark thing. It can be like this is why, like, I want the people that I care about to care about me too. So I'm just gonna be the best person I can be for those reasons. Yeah, it's good for me and it's good for everybody around me. <laughs> One thing that I do know people will say at my funeral, regardless of when it is, is they had great conversations with me. And that's what I love. And that was the whole reason for starting this podcast was just having fun conversations with people and just being like happy or just trying to be happy in the moment and just have fun with people all the time. 
Yeah. So that was one thing that I know for sure because I'm always, always trying to have fun. Yeah. I, I think the thing that if I could see it that I'd want to like look forward to the most, like if I could see my funeral, the things that people would say about me is just like being at the funeral today that my, my grandma got up and told a couple stories about, about my Nana and uh, she was a fucking prankster. Like when she was younger and she would do crazy <laughs> shit all the time. So she told a couple of those stories and like just the, the stories of airing your drama out. Cause now you're dead and you can't do anything about it. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. And I can't like, if I could see that, that's what I'd want to see is the, the goofy things that I did being told in front of a crowd of people that I loved and they're all laughing about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple of moments at the funeral where like, uh, my Nana one time when she was working for the state, she worked, um, in the clerk's office. And there was a woman there that she didn't like. And she went out into the, the state house grass out front and found a bunch of crickets. And she stole this lady's purse off her desk, walked out there onto the front lawn, gathered up like 30 crickets into the purse, and then brought it back inside and put it back on the desk. <laughs> 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 and just waited for this lady to find her, find her fucking cricket-filled purse. First of all, they knew that it was her because the crickets pooped all over her. <laughs> I know this because I used to do the same thing in the back of um Cata. used to live over by Cata on yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. So in that back there was a that big field and they'd let us go and play in there and all. I'd always catch crickets and they'd poop in my hand. Yep. That's <laughs> so. how they that's how they found out who did it. Probably. I mean, she didn't <laughs> tell that part of the story, but obviously we know about it somehow. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it was great just to have like over a hundred people there all just laughing at my, no my dead grandma. <laughs> like, just... Over a hundred people. That's awesome. Oh, uh, we have a giant fucking family. Yeah. So like uh, the, the main line that we, my great, great, great grandfather was a cutler. Um, and he, he fought in World War II and he died when I was like 12. Um, so a, a lot of my family's like pretty young because they all got pregnant at a young age and had kids at a young age. So like, there's a lot of generations that go back in my family, but, uh, there's over 230 cutlers still alive. What? Yeah. So. Huh. It's a big fucking family. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Um, my, my Nana was one of 11 siblings. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> one of 11? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. They had uh, well, a big I mean, family. There's, there's the, the, what are they at? 19? Oh, uh, 23? I don't know, but John and Kate plus eight, and that turned into like 20. <laughs> Those people? <laughs> no, 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 no. Or Octomom? No, no. It wasn't John and Kate, because. That's the last one I remember. That's around when I stopped watching VH1. <laughs> They just had eight. I'm pretty sure they didn't have any more kids. There was another family that was like, <sighs> yeah, I can't remember. But there was another family. I know they they were in like 19, pushing 20. Goddamn kids. You can at that point. You can do that at that point. Once you have that many kids, you can continue to keep having kids as long as you can. Because you want to know why? The older kids. <laughs> take care of the younger kids i guess man that's still a lot to keep track of like you're you don't still... keep track of nothing okay well but you're, no, 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 you're no, responsible no. for no. those children you though. keep track of about five of them and then the other five keep track of about the other five and you see it all or about two or three god damn dude i see i've got 
two children that I can barely keep track of. I can't imagine relying on like five children to rely to like watch after my fifteen Dude, other kids. No, you're <laughs> you're born into it. You're born in, into the system. Yeah, but no, I my brother and I are eight years apart, so like my mom relied on me at a certain point to like raise him halfway because. And I'm not going to get into it too much here, but she checked out there for a little while 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 I was in high school, and uh, I ended up like having to take care of my little brother a lot. And uh, the the age difference definitely like helped my mom out. Like I could take care of him, and she had less responsibilities on her plate. But I was doing stupid shit at that <laughs> age. Like, there's no way I should have been taking care of my little brother. Like <laughs> I did a good job, but like but you got to remember they had this whole show. Yeah, I guess there's camera people around, and they got money, money too. They but got how many of those reality it. stars go completely off the fucking rails and go full on crazy? Like, I don't care if there's ninety five percent of them. Yeah, so there's a certain amount of like, yeah, they're on TV, yeah, they're responsible, yeah, they got people watching over them. But like, how much of that is in their best interest, and how long until one of them fucking flips a fuse? <laughs> well, think about it this way: that they don't have to worry about how much they spend on food. Because they probably have sponsors that just, like, give them food now. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to worry about food and paying for food, regardless of whether they are financially stable or they have sponsors that send them food. You know, you have kids that are old enough that they can help take care of the other kids. And again, you were born into the system. Yeah. So you, this is all you know. I mean. I mean, that's how, like, a lot of families and, and, uh other like poor like india there's entire families that just rely on like the 10 year old to take care of the rest of the kids yeah so it, it, i see what you're saying i just don't think it's ideal <laughs> oh no 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 i wasn't saying that it's ideal i was just saying that this is how like that's got to be how it's happening you can do it <sighs> you can have this many kids but don't with this scenario yeah i mean you have to have a tv show but there was already somebody that did it, so you'd just be copying off of them. Anyways, they might as well just keep following this family till they die. Yeah. To the main pa- till the main parents die. Once the once the main parents die, just forget about the rest. Okay. Because they, that was what what it was all based off of. I feel like. Hmm. I'm curious how much they make from the show because I know certain like uh what the what's the uh. 18 or 16 and pregnant or whatever the fucking yeah 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 is that what it's called yeah 16 and pregnant yeah you're right um they don't get paid from the show they don't make any money off the show there was a big controversy about it i don't think anything got changed what yeah the reason i know this is because when my wife was in the hospital uh giving birth to our first child is we we watched 16 and pregnant in the <laughs> in the room while well, like she's in labor and we've got 16 and pregnant on on the tv and uh how old is she well crystal oh how old was she at the time though oh uh 24 oh yeah see then it was just weird to be watching like these okay, 16 yeah. 17 year olds <laughs> with like children on tv while you're giving birth for the first time you know <laughs> like it was just awkward <laughs> but we were talking about the show like just, just trying to keep small talk going while my wife's all drugged up <laughs> and like and uh uh her mom um sherry had had told me that hmm. i was like oh that's kind of fucked up mm. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd think i mean maybe it's something to do with them being under 18 but i don't know no because they still have like 
child movie stars. Oh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin got paid. Did he or did his parents? I think it went into a trust until he was a certain age. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Same thing with them. They don't get paid for it now. I don't think they get paid at all, though, that was the controversy. What? I don't think the parents are making any money. I don't think the boyfriend's making any money. I think it's all just exploitative. Why would you even be a part of the TV show if you're not going to make money off of it? You're you're just doing it to be exploited. And see, that's where I have a huge problem. Yeah, I I think it's... um promise of future deals or like advertising deals like um kind of like the cash me outside girl like made a whole big thing off of that now she's what's her fucking rap name dude i don't care (laughs) i don't care i'm not gonna look it up i'm not gonna humor anybody with answering that fucking question i remember what it was don't tell me i don't want to know i'm telling you i don't want to know it's bad baby spelled wrong oh god (laughs) spelled wrong i can't even tell you how it's spelled but i know it's wrong uh she has a new album out (laughs) how how many songs are on the album uh fucking i have it on my google play actually you have the album on oh my god it was out of curiosity you have the album on your it it was out of curiosity you saved it to your phone she's a a cultural uh, phenomenon uh, oh yeah you can fucking catch me outside motherfucker cultural (laughs) phenomenon my ass you can catch i'm sorry about all the f words guys i'm trying (laughs) fuck i'm gonna tone it back for the rest of the episode i just realized i'm suing a lot i'm gonna i suing i'm gonna fucking cursing a lot i'm gonna keep i'm gonna ramp it up fucking it fuck that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) you're gonna try and quit saying fuck and i'm just gonna keep saying fuck uh how do i spell this wrong (laughs) (laughs) i think there's an h in there i think this is one of the ways to tell if it's like one of the mumble rappers or if it's not a good artist is if the if it's something where you're like oh it's really simple but it's spelled wrong (laughs) is it bad baby or bad barbie baby bad Bad baby baby. b-h-a-d-b-h-a-b-i-e uh the album is 15 what it's called it came out end of last year it's 15 songs 15 songs it's a full album 15 songs no you got me fucked up and uh she's got and oh she's this is even newer she's got a single out featuring kodak black <laughs> from this year it's uh called bestie featuring kodak dude you got me fucked up dude you should try listening to some of it. Oh, man. <laughs> See, now... <sighs> no way. We always I, end I, up going down the worst tangents. The worst. <laughs> you got me looking up Bad Baby with Kodak Black. I will I will humor you at least a little bit. I haven't heard this one, so I'm curious. How was it fucking spelled? Uh, B-H-A-D. Oh, so Bahad. And then Bahabi. <laughs> B-H-A-B-I-E. Did Stewie figure your name out for you <laughs> is that what happened were you sitting there one night and you were watching family guy and you saw the cool whip and episode and, and like, you were like Pwad. Pwad. Pwaby. <laughs> I'm such a Pwad Pwaby. that's what i am <laughs> catch me outside how about that <laughs> that's exactly what happened while she was eating some cool whip you gotta be fucking kidding 13 million views and it was posted three weeks ago dude see that's what i'm saying she's cultural phenomenon man i don't care i don't give a fuck whether you're a fucking cultural phenomenon 
I don't care if it's bad. She's out there, man, making up money. She got your rent in her shoes. <laughs> that's the that's the other girl. I'm mixing up Instagram retard. Or I can't say that word anymore. Oh, <laughs> caught myself there. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna come through the. Uh... What would you call her? <laughs> what is that? Is she an influencer? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna have to fix the levels on that one. <laughs> Holy shit, did that blow our levels out? Uh, it might have. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, I can't hear anything now. I can't hear anything now either. Yeah, right, I'll go, I can only I hear that. Whoa. What's going on Fuck. here? I guess I'm not gonna make it to bingo. Oh, that's hilarious. She would. And now, a word from our sponsors. Copycat Cosmetics Eyeshadow the Palette. Fuck? That wasn't enough of an intro to the song for her to be doing this. Okay, and then we have this pothead CBD oil. Bro, it's literally an advertisement. Swear to God. You mean like there's an ad in the video? Oh, my. Swear on everything, dude. God. She's literally doing product placement. It is not a joke. Fashion Nova? And look, even she's like, why the fuck am I doing this? And then I just hops back into that verse that That's all she said so far. And then Kodak rapped. Well, I'm waiting on her verse. I want to hear that. This goes out to you, but you're my best friend. Fucking cheers to that, mate. Fucking cheers to that. best friends if you're like i could just break up with them hey if we ever fucking make it bro and like we come out to like music at any point for like any event or anything like that <laughs> we're coming out to this song bro. i swear to god i don't this care is song from now i don't care i'm gonna get we're gonna um we're gonna talk to her we're, we're, i want to talk to her. i want to talk to her i want to sit down and have a conversation with the cash browser i think i've beat around the bush of talking shit about her enough that she probably wouldn't be into it 
uh, uh, what's her real name? Danielle Bragoli. Something the, like yeah, that. there it is on the YouTube video. Um, I think the the way she just shot into the, our culture is very like, and Doctor Phil bringing the one bringing her to us, like, I I think that's all very interesting. I think it's super interesting, actually. I really really enjoy the fact that she <coughs> is doing this because I don't agree with it, and so yeah. that's why I want to sit down and talk with her. Yeah, and I want to be like, what? How does your brain work? Because I right now I don't. I don't think she's an intelligent person, and I don't want to think about that about anybody. But I don't, I don't talk to her when she is just being her. But this could be exactly who she is. Yeah, if what regular... she's portraying is what her personality actually is, then I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, but if you would sit down and have a conversation with her, it could be different. Yeah, I mean, I've know. seen interviews with her. Uh, she's been on several like morning shows and done like other dr phil spots and stuff and like she's got her own youtube channel and stuff and she's got an instagram presence so you can watch like videos of her but <laughs> it's hard to tell if those are all performance and those are all the same character or if that's just how she is hmm. i'd probably say that she's performing a lot but to be that type of performer you have to be a certain type of person to begin with this is true yeah this is definitely true I just think it's crazy that we we're at this point to where that can exist and people are like buying the album and I mean it's in my Google Play. I <laughs> you didn't buy it. No, I didn't buy it. But technically, I pay, I pay for Google you Play for the subscription, and I added it to, to my it. library. <laughs> you did add it to your library. Is it good? No, it's all like that song. Oh, it's not my style of rap at all. Oh. Like, um, there's a couple songs like with mm. any genre of pop music there's like catchy songs yeah there's they're not necessarily good they're just catchy yeah i mean it's a hit factory for a reason like it does, occasionally something comes off the assembly line and sounds good so i don't know a couple of them i tap my foot too <laughs> <laughs> but i i it's one of those things that you hate listen to out of curiosity you're just like this is bad but i'm curious about why it exists so yeah, Danielle Bergoli, guys. The next song is Geeked, yeah, featuring she... Lil Baby. Um, is Lil Baby the is that Lil Tay's rap name? What's Lil Baby look like? Do you know who Lil Tay is? I do know who Lil Tay is, and I no, I think Lil Tay is Lil Tay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eminem even went in on Lil Tay. Did you hear that? I think, like, CPS or something got involved with her because, like, the mom and the brother were coercing her to do it. Oh, yeah. And no. it came out recently. Yeah, it was like her mom was telling her to do all this and talk yeah. all this way and everything. There was a recording of um, her brother coaching her in the background, too, telling her, like, no, say this. Yeah. The fuck? We want to do this. We just gotta like end every other line with "bitch" or "ho." I mean, that's that is okay. Okay, see, that's that's one of my issues with a lot of this um, new age music, new age rap, and hip hop music is it's constantly ending. One of my issues is with like the N word. Yeah, I get it. More power to you. Whatever. I have no issue with you actually saying the word. I'm it's amazing just... that they flipped it around. 
don't tell me that you are a lyrical rapper. <laughs> if that's the most you can rhyme, is just saying whatever you want and then putting the same word at the end of the sentence or at the end of the rhyme, and that that's what you're rhyming everything with. That is not a rhyme scheme. A super easy to rhyme with word too. Like how much rhymes with hoe? Like you can go into it. I just accidentally rhymed right there. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. I kicked the hoe out the dough. I mean, that's a basic line, and she said it already. Yeah. And that's the, her whole rhyme scheme. She's not ABAB or anything like that. She's just using the same words over and over again. You know, I didn't it's even frustrating. think about rhyme schemes in that sense until, uh, I want to say, like, maybe a year or two ago, where if somebody had finally said something to me where, like, hit me, and I was like, oh, oh, a A B B A B A B Yeah A B B A ABBA And I was like, Whoa, that makes total sense now. Still can't do I can't freestyle. I can't like I wish I wish I could. I wish I could freestyle, wish I could rap. I can copy. That is really easy. Like yeah. I love listening to songs so much that I learn the lyrics without ever having to look the lyrics up. Yeah, you're definitely a good mimic when it comes to that stuff. Like, you'll I, memorize entire songs. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> it's not I, one of my skills. <laughs> I listen to it so much that when I find a song that I like, I listen to it till I know the song. Um, Larry and His Flask. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of their songs, By too, the though. Lamplight, that whole... Pretty much that whole album, I I can play it from start to finish and sing along the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Like, when we're going to our honeymoon, I know I'm going to throw it on at some point when I'm starting <laughs> to get a little tired from driving. So, hey, I can wake myself up because I know I'm going to want to sing sing along to it. Yeah. That's a great album. Uh, another shout out. Like, if you guys haven't heard of Larry and his flask, I, I told Austin about them a couple years ago. And it's a, it's a great band. Fucking love them. Dude, I... It's uh, would you say like a modern folk? Yeah. Uh. So they they started out as like a metal band and then just progressed into like um. I call them like folk punk. Like it's yeah. not quite like a uh, crusty folk punk like Railyard Ghosts or anything like that where you think of like hobos playing punk music. It's more like a uh, bluegrass with an edge to it. Like hmm, it's really good. <laughs> we could play something, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, we're a podcast. It doesn't really fucking matter what we do. We could do like a like. We can do at least twenty, thirty seconds, and probably won't get dinged by iTunes for it. It'll okay. be okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, we should just like plug one in, like right here, just like one of their songs. We should just. What song do you want to do? I'll, um, I'll plug it in right here. Barley wine, barley wine bump. Yeah. Okay. That's I one of my favorites too. Yes. Do yes. you want the beginning where it's got like the the and then he's like. It's got the horns and everything, and then it comes in with the the guy who doesn't usually sing, but I love his fucking voice. That guy. Do you want me to start there, or do you want... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Do that part, because I love it. Yeah, I love that song. Because the it resolves after that into the into the verse or uh, the chorus, and it's like until the next time I'll be somewhere swimming in, in the, the barley wine. Yeah, I know the ways until I wash the shore. <laughs> yeah, see, I could go on. I could just keep going. It's an amazing song. We'll plug it in so you guys don't have to listen to us sing. <laughs> uh, right about here.
She's just waiting for any sign of weakness. <laughs> She's gonna slip one in in between your ribs, man. I definitely just twist w- it. I definitely watch my back around your wife. Okay, yeah. definitely watch my back. Don't mess with her. When we were recording at your house, you know, and she'd walk behind me. I'm like looking around, you know, my head's on the swivel. I'm just like looking at her, watching. We're like talking. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. she ain't getting me today. What what's funny for me when that those recording sessions happen is watching you like swivel around the room as she walks and watching you watch her because like early relationship that's what I was like I was like I can't trust a thing she does <laughs> so I'm just always watching her because just an amazement like whoa and uh, then me watching you do that and then watching her do that to you while you're not looking oh my so God. any second you look away from her she's just over there staring at you <laughs> waiting for that moment waiting <laughs> It's like uh, that scene in Jurassic Park where like the the hunter guy thinks that he's he's got the raptor and he's he's lined up the shot and then he looks over to his right and goes, clever girl <laughs> like that's that's my off, wife off <laughs> off the record I carry a knife with me every time I go into your house <laughs> I'm totally joking that's totally on the record that I am joking yeah yeah yeah. Because, I mean, the worst she's going to do to you is drop a couple ice cubes down your back or something. Oh, but... that, yeah, I mean, that would suck because I'm usually a cold person. I know, I know. Need to fucking eat more. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to say it this time. I'm, I wasn't even going to say, say it this it, time. But you were thinking it. I know who the fuck you were. <laughs> Man, forget you. I'm changing the subject. So, hearing about this China, 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 see, I wanted to say Chinese and then I also wanted to say China at the same time. This is what I was talking about with my brain just being all. Blah, 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 blah. Like I was mayonnaise, but two, Chinese. I was thinking of two different sentences to say at the same time. Yeah, the beginning. Fuck. Anyway, combined them. Is that how that goes? I always do a bit of beat, bit of ba at the end. Like it's a bit of beat and a bit of ba. I don't know what ba is, but it sounds fun. Ah, it's a manya, it's a beat and a ba. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Like, never Googled the lyrics before, so. Oh, I'm going to learn it, you guys. Just wait till the next episode. It's a bit and a ba. <laughs> what I meant to say was, this China credit system. Yeah, uh, the, I've been calling it Sesame Credit because I, I like that better. That's the original term that when uh, all the articles started coming out about it, they were calling it that. But it's just their social credit system. It's a crazy social credit system, though. Yeah. So our credit system is all financial based. Like, did you take out a loan and not pay it back? Are you paying your bills on time? What are your What's your overall like trustworthiness with your money? And that's what we decide a lot of those factors on. Like, can you get a car? Can you get the certain level of house? They are going social with it. Yeah. So that's what that part of it means is that it's literally like your comments on Facebook, your behavior in public, other people watch and rate your behavior, report it to the government, and that affects your credit score. Anybody that has watched Black Mirror and has watched all of their episodes is going, hmm, this sounds familiar. And yeah, you're right. There is an episode of Black Mirror where they <laughs> they go over exactly this. I think the episode's called One Million Merits. Yeah. Yeah. It 
everything's it's almost it's got a good twist in it on that concept where it's like they're generating power to live and also credits to like get toothpaste so it's like you you spend all day on the the workout bike and that earns credits is that the episode you're talking about no no there's another one yeah there's another one it's the one where you have the rating system one fuck what was that one called that was in the third season um, Ooh, see, I don't remember, but I, 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 I know what you're talking about, though. Specifically, it's remember- the red-haired girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That episode was great because there was even like they tied in like taking picture of uh your food uh, and posting it to Instagram. Yeah, like is your type- key lime pie picture good enough? Yeah, and all your coworkers are rating your picture, and that affects like your rating in life or how you treat other people. So if somebody is like a higher rank than you and you do something nice for them, they'll rate you good. So you're really trying to make sure that you do something good for those higher-rated people so they can rate you and you'll get a higher rate. Yeah. That was the most brutal part of that episode was her fake-as-hell friend, like the, the pretty rich blonde girl that was invited yeah. to the wedding and how that all just turned out to be a complete farce. And, like, she poured all this effort in getting her credit to a certain point and then had the worst day ever and that just tanked her credit. Until mm-hmm. she ends up in the semi-truck with somebody who doesn't use that system anymore. They're living on the outskirts of society. And there's a moment in the episode where, like, even the girl who just got defeated by the system that everybody's on, like, she's at this point of no return, and, like, she's fed up with everything. She still even, like, talks down to this truck driver a couple times. Like, yeah. Well, she was also, that was it part of one mind. day. Part of one day. You're not going to break patterns that quickly. Yeah. Even though you just had the worst day of your life, you're still going to continue with those patterns because that's what you've been training yourself to do, especially if they have a rating system. You know, one being the worst, ten being the best. Yeah. Well, I guess nothing. There was that one dude who couldn't even come into work because his rating dropped below like a four or whatever. Oh, and he can't even go to work now. He couldn't even get in the door. Like, he scanned because there was a thing where you had to have a certain, like, star level to get into certain places. So you scan your little phone thing at the door, and if you're below a certain level, you don't get to come in. What? So there was the one dude who was asking the main character, like, please let me in, and she decided not to because she thought that was going to boost her rating with her peers that were inside. But they saw what she did and then rated her lower because of it. Ah, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. No. It's a great episode of Black Mirror. This is exactly what it sounds like, where... This has actually come up in a few conversations that I've had recently where you can change. Just because you make one bad decision one day does not mean that you can't be a better person the next day. That you can't advocate and make those actions to be a better person every single day. When you wake up, it is a new day. It is a chance for you to be a new person and to change your actions regardless of what you have done in the past. Yeah, People will still reflect on that. And we'll judge you upon that. But as long as you continuously do better day to day, people will notice that and eventually come back to you. My whole point was you can't base your entire life. And that's almost like what they're going to do is base your whole life. Like if I have a bad breakup and now my credit score goes down. Well, that has nothing to do with. Why is it going that way? Why is it becoming a social thing? Well, then now that what what does that credit score play into in your life? 
pretty much everything. So it's it'll be the same as like getting a home loan, but also I think they're going as far as like I've got an article on it pulled up here. So if you guys want to read, this is a really in-depth article from Wired. Um, the article itself is The Complicated Truth About China's Social Credit System. It's on uh, Wired.com. Um, so first line in this article, it says, China's social credit system has been compared to Black Mirror, Big Brother, and every other dystopian future sci-fi writers can think of. So, and then the next line, it says, the reality is more complicated, in some ways, worse. Oh, shit. Because it's real. It's it's more than just like what, what we can come up with in fantasy and sci-fi. It's like this is going to actually affect people's lives. So um, let me get to the part where they're talking about. Oh, I see this going so badly, man. This was introduced as an opt-in thing back in 2014. So the government proposed it to its people and they had the decision then to opt in as like early adopters. So you could say, yeah, I want to be part of the social credit system. And then the plan was to have it fully in place by 2022, I want to say. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere in this article. I'll find it and correct it if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, once they fully implement it, everybody's going to be in on it. And it's if you say the wrong thing to your boss, it affects your 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 score, your social credit score. And you have to be at certain levels, just like if you're below a 400 in America, you've got the worst credit ever and you can't get any loan anywhere. Like, But I, I'm not sure what all it affects. As far as the social thing, that's what I'm trying to get in the article. I would have the worst credit score, man. <clears throat> I have a pretty bad credit score. <laughs> just I mean, cause, I, like, I've, I got a bad I credit up score early. now. But I'm yeah. just saying, if, if that was the case and it went off my social interactions, especially with my boss, or bosses. <clears throat> yeah, if it was based on, like, I had a bad day and flipped out on somebody, I'd be screwed. <laughs> but would it be if they only reported it? Like, how would they know that I had that bad day? Are they listening to my conver- to every conversation? So, or is it a rating off of what my boss says? Here's the thing with China's government, and some of this is a little bit speculation, but a lot of it's confirmed. And this is just stuff that I've read in the past, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head right now. But I know for a fact that China has a lot of its, ha- its hands in a lot of the businesses that are there. So, like, they have kind of a free market system in China and Japan, but it's all overseen by the government in a weird way. And uh, there's even problems with companies like Huawei and people that ship technology over to the U.S. There's been recent concerns from the U.S. government that the Chinese government is influencing these companies to put spyware so that they can spy on U.S. citizens inside those devices. I can't breathe. (laughs) My nose is stuffed. (laughs) Let me... Uh, Anyway. um, So, yeah, there's... Uh, a lot of evidence that China is monitoring the shit out of these businesses, and also there's a historical precedent for them monitoring the internet and also censoring a lot of it. Like, if you Google, uh, you can't Google Winnie the Pooh in China. Why not? Because people said that the president looks a bit like Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Xi Jinping, uh, who has now made himself forever president in the past couple of years, like, he just declared president for life. No way. And nobody nobody everybody was like okay <laughs> like well i'm not gonna disobey you so imagine this guy he controls this government that also controls like all of its economy like the the government is the economy in china and they are the internet like they google gave in to china and started censoring stuff on the chinese version of google because that was the only way to get it over there the chinese china chinese government wouldn't agree to let google um come over Unless they censored searches, and Google was like, well, we have to because they're known for just 
blatantly ripping things off anyway if they they want a version of it that they can't have the way the market works over there they'll just sell like knockoffs all of everything like you can get a lenovo laptop that looks like a lenovo laptop or an apple product and it's not that it's a knockoff hmm so it's the same thing for like these companies that are us based like google where they want to go over there and have access to that market and make sense as a capitalist business but china doesn't want them to because the government controls a lot of what goes on over there so they were like we got to let them censor us or they're going to make their own google <laughs> So I think the social credit system, like as far as like people using Facebook and Instagram, I think the government is going to monitor people on those. Like if you have a Facebook meltdown, it's going to affect your social credit score. For sure. Like the government knows about it. Or you're going to have your kids and your friends reporting you because I'm pretty sure you get perks for reporting people. Like the better citizen you are, in the eyes of the government, the higher your, your rating's going to go. And you're going to have a lot of incentive to do that. Snitches get stitches. I, not with the loyalty to the Chinese government, though. Good point. People are going to, like, the people who are full in on this, and I said there was, in 2014, there was the early opt-in. So a bunch of people jumped on board with this early before it was even, like, a full program. And, I mean, you can imagine the type of competition and, like, backstabbery that would happen immediately. If it's your life on the line. This is what I'm saying. It sounds so bad. It sounds... People would end their lives over this. Is all I can think, honestly. That's, that's, that's having a bad score just one day. And they're like, I can never come back from this. And it's over. And then you got people just jumping off of buildings and... I don't think that that's going to be... And, okay, so with with our laws and it being freedom of speech, and we have the freedom of speech, they wouldn't be able to imply that. Because I can say whatever I want to and it doesn't impact my life. As long as I'm not attacking or harassing anybody and just giving my general viewpoint, I can say whatever I want and it's not going to impact my life for the most part. Yeah. Do you I think mean, to like a certain scale that's what cancel culture is? Is kind of like a um a cultural driven version of social credit where like you say the wrong thing you get canceled? Are we do- kind of doing the same thing already? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? While I try and find the exact details over here. <laughs> I That's a good question. That is a good question because we're talking about things that the majority of people and agree with you getting canceled because you were uh, like Roseanne. Like, the, where do we go with her? That's, that's the thing. A whole... Yeah, that one's rough. We've talked about that in the past. I think off mic, but yeah, yeah. Um, a, a lot of it's just happening to famous people right now too. Like, I'm not very worried that we're gonna get canceled for anything we say on this podcast until. <laughs> like until we you, get big enough, like I don't think even, anybody's gonna give a shit what we say. Even then, <laughs> even then, yeah. Even if we get big, who cares? Well, I'm just never gonna censor to myself. Yeah, but yeah, just don't listen to us. If you don't like it, don't listen. That's fine. Yeah, but I hope you do like it. <laughs> hope you do listen. Hope you follow us on Instagram at Blue Skies Pod. <laughs> nice plug. Like us on Facebook. Check out the Discord server. 
Um, all right, so I found a paragraph here that I think is kind of relevant to what we were we were talking about. Um, so it's talking before it's kind of this article explains the way credit systems work in other countries uh, over in European countries. Like they're talking about Experian and how that affects people's um, like lenders, mortgage providers, all that. So like that's a normal credit score. And then we also have social style scores. Like anyone who shopped on eBay, you'll know that there's a rating on there for sellers and purchaser purchasers, and that'll affect like what kind of people interact with you or like uber drivers have a star system where like i mean we have the same thing here too well that's what i'm saying is like all over the world there's already kind of like these similar ideas and concepts of a social credit system like uber's kind of a good example but uber's not a social well it's based on social behavior because Uh. you're rating what you thought of your driver and what you thought of your passenger and that affects how you interact with Uber in the end. Except but it's still from a business aspect. Yeah, the, it's, China's a, doing it on a governmental scale. There's a generalized, <clears throat> there's generalized laws that come with riding and driving with Uber or Lyft, and that's what people think about when you're rating somebody. Yeah. If I have yet to have a Lyft, because I don't, I don't fuck with Uber. Because they didn't take my card from the beginning, so. <laughs> Lyft took my card. Yeah. So I, you know, have only ridden with Lyft, but I've never had a not five star, like drive. Yeah, I think unless you're, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Is for the most people, most of the time, that's the experience they have. Sometimes it's more than what I would consider to be a five star because they run off of a a rating system for themselves. If you yeah. get below a rating system, then they question your account, they question you, and you could potentially lose your account to drive with Lyft or Uber. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I know that five is the best, but it's also based off of the basics. Do you have a clean car? You don't have to talk to me. It is one of the things like fun conversation. It's like clean car, fun conversation, good driving, something else, friend friendly or something like that. Yeah. You know, and as long as you got the clean car and you drive safely, that's all I care about. See, yeah, if, it, as long as you check too. those two off, off, as long as you can get me from point A to point B and I'm not stepping into where you live in your car, you know, there's, yeah, then I'm fine. I I'm going to rate you, I'm going to rate you five stars. <laughs> I live in my car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have a good point with that. I guess it's more like Yelp. Where like some people are just, they'll give some a place a bad review off the littlest thing. Like I didn't like the wallpaper in this restaurant. The Zero toilets stuff. were too tall. Yeah, exactly. Issues. So I I think it's a bit more like that, but on a governmental scale. So they were just using Uber I, in this article as an example. I don't like that though. I don't like the sound of that. No, I don't either. Because you once you start like making it law of the land, that's where people are gonna get their lives ruined uh so china's social credit system expands that idea to all aspects of life judging citizens behavior and trustworthiness caught jaywalking play your music too loud on the train you could lose certain rights such as booking a flight or a train ticket so the this is where we're getting into the consequences of your behavior directly affects how you go through life like do you take a train to work every day don't fuck up because you might get that right taken away from you don't Google Winnie the Pooh because the Chinese government will find out about it and take your ability to go to work. 
Uh, what do you, what do you think about that? That is terrifying. <laughs> I see the look on your face that right now. That is absolutely fucking terrifying. <laughs> I was gonna keep I'm reading. I'm nowhere fucking near this at all. I'm nowhere <laughs> near this idea. No, no. If you're telling me that, like, okay, so we pay our taxes. Do they pay taxes also? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit different how that system works over there, but it's the same general concept. Wouldn't, in the sense of riding the subway to work, which is something that I pay taxes for, so it's a free, or I pay to get into the subway. Are they going to change that now? You don't have to pay to get into the subway. It's all based off of your social credit. Yeah, because I think the government's pushing this idea that be a good citizen, and they want only good citizens on only the good trains. And then that creates kind of this in-group dynamic of, like, you're going back to high school cliques. We're going to elitist. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, No. It is terrifying, right? No. No, 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 no. We already do that in a social aspect of the human race. We automatically do that. We put ourselves into these groups. And that's just doing that even more. Like, we... Especially in high school, which is what most people go through, you see all the the clicks and the bubbles between the groups of people. So this is only going to create that, but then it's going to cause issues because people starting families, you have one wrong, you know, uh, interaction with somebody and they rate you low then you can't go to work and you can't provide for your family or you can't have access to certain levels of food quality. No, 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 no. Like, no, so no. you're trying to feed your newborn and now you have to get the cheap formula. No, 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 yeah. no, I don't like that at all. That doesn't sound. It's, it's kind of built into Chinese culture, but here's the, the other thing here. Um, the idea itself is not a Chinese phenomenon. Uh, there's a research associate named Mariki Olberg, and she, or he, whoever, associate the Mercator Institute for China Studies. Um, apparently, this is kind of a an Eastern concept within certain cultures anyway, where people just have this idea of being like, there's honor within the, I mean, I don't want to sound uh, cliche or judgmental towards an entire culture, but it's kind of built in. This idea of being like polite, don't look people directly in the eyes, and just have this sense of etiquette about you at all times. It's kind of built into a lot of Eastern cultures. Oh, but now you're enforcing it. Yeah, that's the thing, is they're trying to take something that was traditional values and make it law <sighs> to an extreme end. Um, if the Chinese system comes together as envisioned, it would still be something very unique. It's both unique and part of a global trend. So that's that's the research analyst I was talking about. Uh, she's saying that, like, that sounds a little too positive coming from this. I hate when researchers, like, sum things up like that, where they just state it very honestly, but without a sense of context. So you're like, do you not realize this is terrible as you're saying this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there, it's something that's happening in more than just China, but China is the first example of it being like put into practice. Um, it was unveiled in 2014, and here's the correction. It was a target of a 2020 goal instead of 2022. Um, so if I cut somebody off on the roadway, can you see... Would you be able to figure out, like, off of my license plate, or... I'm sure, yeah, they may... The person that you cut off would have the ability to, to call in to whatever police department and report your plate. 
Okay, now, all right, I'm going to go into a crazy situation here. Let's say you being late to work is something that can get you your social credits. That's absolutely something that will affect your social credit. How good of a worker you are, because like I said, commerce and business is tied into the Chinese government. So they're going to be reporting your behavior, your weekly schedule to the government. If I wake up in the morning and traffic's really bad, and I let all these people go because I know that they're going to give me a good rating. But now you're thinking about the guy that's stuck behind you oh that's going to give you a bad rating yeah. because he's stuck behind you. But all these people are still going by and they're giving you a good rating for going by. So then you actually have to finally cut somebody off. They give you a really, really shitty rating. So does the guy behind you. You got all these good ones going by. You see what I'm saying? Like it's It would go so, so ridiculous. It sounds insane. To be able to keep up with that many interactions also. And then if they are just only major interactions, it's all situational. And we're human beings. We're not perfect. And they're trying to be, it sounds like they're trying to become the perfect social and uh, maybe just social, but group. And I, I get it. But then again, I don't because I, I respect that goal, just not the methodology. Um, even in a sense, no, because I'm still an asshole sometimes. Yeah, people should be allowed to be who they are without, I mean, uh, there's a certain level of assholery that I think is allowable, and then there's Ooh, a point yeah. where you cut that off. <laughs> but Ooh, yeah, you you shouldn't be um moderate, monitoring every citizen in that wide of a scope. No. To the it's point where they have- too in-depth, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Did you know, is some of this going into it, like- before I started reading off the parts of this article, like, no, it I haven't goes heard. crazy in depth. Like, it's tied to literally everything you do. It's gonna affect every corner of your life. It's too much stress. Automatically, I'm. I'm. I think that's what they want. Have you ever read 1984? This is really cliche, but it, it's something you usually have to read in high school. I think we talked about this on a previous episode, and no, I have not. It's a dystopian novel about the the future where the the government monitors everything you say and down to the like. There's the concept of thought police in that book. We talked about this book. Um, I think when we were talking about interplanetarium, inter interplanetarial travel. Uh, when we were talking about like uh sending like. Uh, perfectly genetic babies to certain like this is the first step <laughs> yeah this yeah. is the first step they're implying that they want the best people the nicest people the most positive people that can follow this system and to be the best that they believe people should be yeah they're weeding people out that's what it sounds like a little bit yeah um, because i'm telling you when they get what it, the people that just have that one bad day and then it ruins, they know that it's going to ruin their life the rest of their lives. Yeah. They're not going to push forward with their life. They're just going to end their lives. So is that their way of dealing with overpopulation? Oh, that's a Ooh. that's a really tough question. Um, Just to throw it into com- conspiracies, because you all know I love that. Um. There was a, a conspiracy that there was murder vans rolling around in China and taking out um, the elderly, like people over the age of 60 have been disappearing in certain parts of China. 
Now, the the reasonable explanation for this is that it's happening in mostly rural areas and people are getting eaten by tigers. Yeah, well. Yeah, but there's also been reports of white, unmarked vans rolling around and scooping up elderly people to never be seen again. I don't know how much of that is true, but there's... And then even historically, you go back and and their system of one child... I think it was one daughter, and then after that, you have to have a son or just the one child. You can't have two daughters. They they ended that in, like, 2004, I want to say. That's insane. Yeah. So they do have a history of trying to, like, weed out um, certain age groups and um, genders within the population to try and balance things out for, like, uh, an efficient society. Um, and something that's funny about that is they overcorrected on the gender thing. So they're encouraging people to have more girls now because they've got more elderly than they do a young population because <laughs> they they had they didn't have enough babies they had way less babies than any other country so like they're behind in people and people are now dying off faster than there's like people coming so they screwed themselves a little <laughs> but to answer your question they do have a a history somewhat shady with practices like that where that's they... crazy but i don't know the answer to that i think it's more just like control because could you imagine the the pressure of trying to comply with that it would it would make you into this diamond of a citizen like you'd but have so much no, pressure no it wouldn't you it would be too much pressure and every person would have moments i'm telling you there's I don't no know about way every person i think no, there's, there's some no people way who... there's too much shit that goes on in your life on a day-to-day basis that one person is not going to get mad at you for you trying to be a nice person. Nah, man. There's going to be people like in that Black Mirror episode that play the game and they play it well. There's going to be a certain percentage of like sociopaths or even people who are just good at bearing down and dealing with the shit circumstances. I think they're going to they're gonna take advantage and reap the benefits yeah, but I still and don't while think... stepping on the backs of their fellow citizens. It's not necessarily... <clears throat> fucking over the people that you're surrounding yourself with i i'm thinking more of situations that are out of your control like driving well somebody that's rated lower than you isn't going to be able to report you and have as much weight to it so let's say you cut off somebody who's a three i'm making up numbers here because i don't know what the actual but yeah they're a three and you're a 4.5 they have no like weight when they report you cutting them off yeah, but if I cut off a 4.6, yeah, I'm then, a 4.5. Yeah. Now I, I jump down to a 4.3. Yeah. And I can't get into work because for me to get into work, I have to be a 4.5 or above. So there's going to be people that game that system. That's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying where like there's gonna def- it's going to cause a lot of broken people, but I think there's going to be a certain percentage of the population, exactly like the government wants, that's going to play the game. And be, some of them are going to be good at it, I would imagine. I, that's I, the only way. I this feel is... like I would be pretty good at it. I want to say that I would. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I would be pretty good at it. I'd be fucked in the system. I mean, shit, I work two jobs now. I work my ass off. and But I talk back too much. That's my issue. <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell you what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to... There's... The system behind all this that the government's working with, it's this company called Ant Financial. They're essentially like, uh, like they're, they're like Experian, but I think they're partnered with Alibaba. 
they're like an international company that does a, what Experian does, and they're trying to tie it into all these social media aspects. So they're going to connect your Facebook to your credit score and stuff like that. Okay. So that that's the the <clears throat> company. It's called uh, Ant Financial Sesame Credit. Uh, they're not part of the official system, but they're aware a lot of this data and the the idea came from. Um, the data collected by private companies is expected to be hoovered up by the government in the future, and some of the data is already used in the government trials. Sesame Credit says this is only with user consent, but who knows if how accurate that is and how forthright they're being with what data they're collecting and what they're giving to the government. Exactly. G- giving the government's heavy-handedness in the past, I doubt that's actually the case. No. Yeah. No, no. They were watching you well before this, too. Yeah. Um, some of the media took the private... Uh, I'm not going to read this part. It's totally irrelevant. I'm trying to find, like, the exact most terrifying parts. <laughs> uh, the target eventually is that the government system will be countrywide with businesses given a unified social credit code, all linked to a permanent record. If you go to a Credit China website and you have an entity's credit code, you can type that in and pull up their credit records. Uh, individuals will have ID-linked codes. It's less a score and more of a record. So I didn't even know this part of it. And now that I'm reading this paragraph, that makes it even more terrifying. It's less a score and more an entire list of every time you've ever fucked up. And then you're given a rating based off that. But individuals and businesses and anywhere you can walk into can pull this up if they have your your credit ID. Okay. Okay, I got a situation for you. You walk into the grocery store, you actually trip and fall and knock over a whole bunch of stuff. Now you got multiple coworkers and the business that are rating you bad because you accidentally tripped and fell again. I was a 4.5. Now I'm a 4.3. In order for me to get into my job, I need to be a 4.5. Yeah. This was an accident that screwed me over now. That's where it looks like it's going to go bad. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Are you, is my, is the business that I'm trying to apply for going to go back and look at each one of those situations and be like, oh, it seems here that you uh, knocked over some stuff at a grocery store. What uh, What happened there? Right. Oh, I see that you cut somebody off you know, two years ago. What was up with that? And you're like, I don't even remember that. I don't even know. I, don't, I didn't even know that that was on my record. Sort of fart thing. on an elevator. And somebody calls you out. What if it wasn't even you? <laughs> what if it wasn't even you? That's a good, there's probably going to be a lot of blame going around to people who never did anything wrong. Or this just, is what I'm saying. Oh, what if somebody just doesn't like you and they report you for Bam. some shit? Yeah. Harassment. Bam. Yeah. That's uh, this is why I'm saying that it it there's no way that this can necessarily work. You make a good point there. It it can't happen. Why would the government be implementing this if they? I mean, if you follow the logic we're going down now, it it ends that a lot of people would be super unhappy and depressed, and it would lead to a worse society. So why are they doing this? Elitist. Again, like you said, there are going to be those people that double down on it and then just do it and take all the. repercussions that come from it and try their best not to trip and accidentally trip and fall so they take certain actions in order for that to not even happen i pay somebody to go and get my groceries for me so i don't even have to worry about it and then i rate that person too i don't have to worry about going and tripping and falling i just sit at home i think okay so here's um an angle to this that i i thought of while you were talking about traffic 
<laughs> and how that would play into the whole social credit system. I think autonomous cars are going to help with that a lot. Oh. And then. But then you got people like me that I'm always going to want to drive. Yeah. I but enjoy I think... driving and I like driving and I don't want automated. In a place like China that controls, like, they control the car manufacturers over there. If they want everything to be autonomous vehicles, they're going to make that happen. I get, You have to agree to this, too. They, uh, right now. It's right opt-in right now. Until it's opt-in. It goes into effect in 2020 full scale. Everybody. Ha- you have to do this. As it's, a Chinese citizen, you're on the social credit system if they decide to go with this. Like, right now, it's a trial period. So are they going to vote it in, or are they just doing a oh, trial it's, period? And I, it's not a democracy. Not a vote, they don't no. fucking vote shit. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was forever president, <laughs> and he wants this to happen. He's got his fucking hand in that pot of honey, and he's not giving it to anybody. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. That's insane. No, 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 no. Uh, I, mean, um, I guess if you're somebody that wants to go and live there and be a part of that, and that's what, how you want to live your life, then more power to you. Go and do that. Because yeah. you're going to be somebody that, I mean, at least you're going to live a positive life. I know for sure. Because if not, you're shit out of luck. You cut somebody off, you yell at somebody, you know, after having a stressful day, your score goes down. Yeah. It's too much stress to even... I can't imagine. I mean, I have enough stress right now just with, like, a regular credit score. Every time I think about that yeah. shit, we're doing my taxes, it stresses me the hell out. First of all, <laughs> I apologize to my morning job because I show up late all the time. Oh, yeah. But they also understand that I work two jobs, and sometimes I'll be super late at my other job, and I don't get a lot of sleep. So if I'm 10, 15 minutes late, they usually don't care. They're more glad that I showed up anyways, so they don't have to do all of my work. But that would be something that I would get a bad rating for. Yeah. I would, And I would have too much anxiety about it to not get up in the morning if that was the case. Yeah. But I don't want to deal with that either. I like kind of that little bit of flexibility where I can show up on time or maybe not, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are going to burn out on this probably. Like you get, I mean, you have that benefit right now because we don't have a social credit system. of like, if you can't get up because you're exhausted, you can kind of be late to work and get away with that because it's not going to affect your life. What if I get sick? What if I get power through? That's part of the culture too. Is like they. You power through that shit. But if I work in food, you're not supposed to... No. What if you get mono? I I mean... Have you ever had mono? Yeah, I have. I okay. remember when you got it, too. Yeah. That was rough, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were supposed to skate that night, and Mm-mm. you're like, I've got mono. It's not Mm-mm. happening. And we were like, oh. But then I think like a few weeks after that, I got mono. <sighs> you probably got it from me. I don't think it was from you. I have kids. So like, I think it was going around at the daycare. <laughs> no. Did I have AV back then? Or was that... That was when me and, and Honesty first started. I think AV was like... She, she might have been in her first year back then. Oh, she's three she, now. Um, yeah, that was right around the same time. Yeah. It might have... She might have been born. I can't quite remember exactly when I had mono. It was when I was living with one of my old high school buddies. Yeah. So I do remember that, but... It sucks. <laughs> I wish my fiance was here because she'd be able to tell me when it was. Exactly. Yeah. She's good at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, to, to answer your last question where you were asking, like, uh, 
the the pressure and the the stress. I mean, yeah. Okay, so here's the scariest part of the whole article. I think, um, taking part in both the private and government. So there's a private version that's being run by this company, and then there's the government version that's technically voluntarily voluntary. Um, in the future, the official social credit system will be mandatory. So for sure, this is going to be mandatory. It's not an opt-in thing. Um, and that said, there's plenty of pressure to take part now. There are cent- incentives for participating and disincentives for not participating. So, Already? Yeah. So if Already? you don't participate, that already knocks you down a level That's in social it. class. Oh my god. See, this is, oh, no. this is the scariest fucking part, dude. So there's, <laughs> there's a blacklisting feature as well to this. What happens if you're blacklisted? Oh, isn't there an episode of Black Mirror where you can like literally fuzz people out of your vision yeah yeah i think what was was that also called blacklist no i can't i can't remember the name of any of these episodes but, but that was that a great was, one that was one of the episodes there's one the guy couldn't see his his uh kid and his ex-wife because she like blocked Black, it yeah. yeah it's awful she can't see him either yeah she doesn't even know he's there and he just sees like a blur and he really just wants to see his kid and then he realizes there's like another dad, and that there's like a guy married in at the end of the episode. I'm spoiling the shit out of it, sorry, but no, that episode been was... out for a grip now. If you haven't watched Black Mirror, you need to fucking get on it. Yeah, that shit was brutal. It really is. Every episode is fuck. It 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 fucks me up. That series opens strong too. Like the yeah. first episode is the prime minister has to have sex with a pig. Like. <laughs> Isn't it like the second or third episode is the the game show? That's that... the one I was talking about. Uh, or wait, are you talking about the white bear or the one where like she becomes a porn star at the end of it and it ruins the guy's life? No, no, no. The one where the chick ends up killing some little kid like with her boyfriend or whatever and her punishment yeah, is... Yeah, that's white bear. Yeah, white bear. That's yeah. the end of the first season. Okay, so yeah, that episode fucked me up too. Yeah. And I, if we ever, no, I, I would never go that way. I would not condone that. Either. The drugging her and just putting her through it all over again in the end, like that's your eternal punishment is that you wake up with amnesia and you're put through like the the games that they're they're toying with her the whole episode. Yeah. And then it's revealed to her at the end what she did. And then they inject her again and start over. That's a that's a tough that's a tough sentence. I'm I <clears throat> you might as well kill me. Yeah, I think that w- brings up a good debate of like uh death penalty versus like torture, torture or just jail in general, like uh even like just solitary confinement. You took a life. Why shouldn't I take yours? Mm, cuz I don't think that breeds the type of society like me personally I think you... the death penalty is an overall bad because it it the message it sends out about the type of people we are and how we deal with rehabilitation like is jail supposed to be punishment or is it supposed to be protecting and rehabilitating people Well it definitely doesn't do that No the system we have right now is super De- fucked up Yeah <laughs> yeah so, um that is really good and this goes into China too, uh, their laws and having certain laws. So if I get a speeding ticket or if I get into a car accident, what if it wasn't my fault? If I get into, uh, if I'm on my way to work and I get into a car accident, I'm late to work. So now my business, 
you know, docks me down. I got into a car accident. Does that dock me down too, even though it wasn't my fault? There's too many variables that come into this where I can see how they could all level out at some point. But then again, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, it, it all depends. How positive are you living your life? And then how much are these positive things that you're doing impacting other people's lives to the point where they want to rate you or that they feel the need to report this nice you know thing unless the government is listening to you the whole time i i think that's what it, a lot of this is the government incentives and like i said disincentives to convince people that they have to be a part of this so it's almost like they're giving you an option but not really it's do this or be fucked for the rest of your life um, so here's an example of the blacklisting. Uh, there's a guy named Liu Hu, uh, he's a journalist in China, writing about censorship and government corruption. Because of his work, he's been arrested and fined and blacklisted on the social credit system. Uh, he found he was named on a list of, this is what it's called, this is capitalized, this is the title of the list, Dishonest Persons Subject to Enforcement by the Supreme People's Court. That's the list you get put on when you're blacklisted. And he's on there as not qualified to buy a plane ticket, banned from traveling some train lines, buying property, or taking out a loan. This is a journalist who speaks out on government corruption, and they've taken away his right to travel, uh, financial assistance, or buying property. This is why it'll never be a thing here. I'm telling you straight up, it'll never be a thing here, because you're taking away my freedom of speech, and you're taking away my ability to say that there's something wrong with the government. And that is what USA, America, was all built upon, was the fact to be able to raise up against our government if we wanted to. Yeah. If the, we felt the need to. We'd have to take like a hard turn on the path that we're currently on for America to ever... Like It'd have to be hundreds of years down the line. Society would have had to change so much for that to ever happen here. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> is, this is a really funny point because... <laughs> Those, like, hardcore Americans come into play in this situation. Really? Yeah. How so? Because they're like America. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah, fuck you're you right. mean? Yeah. Because they're America. America. I'm, what's the, you know, freedom of speech? I have the freedom of speech, and that shouldn't impact my life. Yeah. Now, again, harassing people. This is a whole Twitter thing where I had an issue with that, where I felt that Tim Pool was just coming at them. And wasn't getting the point that all of those, you know, um, all the people that they talked about, they targeted a specific person and was harassing a specific person. And that's why they got banned or whatever from Twitter if they would have just kept to a generalized statement instead of attacking the one person, then they'd be fine. That's yeah. the whole thing about freedom of speech is that we have the same laws in place now where let's say that me and you didn't get along and I continuously messaged you or continued to call you to the point where it like impacted your life. You can get a restraining order. If I violate that restraining order, I can get arrested. Now it has to be multiple times. You have to report this to the police and show that it impacts your life. Same thing with Twitter. You go through a three strike system. 
Yeah. You know, and they warn you, they give you a warning and then give you like a seven day ban or whatever, or tell you to take your tweet down, whatever. Same thing with our laws today. That's where I feel that it'll never, what China's doing right now will never come here. And if you want to go and live that lifestyle and be about that, then you can go do that. And then you'll have the freedom to come over here and say whatever you want as long as it's not tar. And I mean, that's not to say that you can say whatever you want, but there's still consequences for what you say, even though it's a generalized statement, but you're not going to get in trouble with the law. Yeah. You know, um, hate speech is kind of a, a gray area also. So for us, it's different. You know, if somebody doesn't, it's very, very extreme side, put it this way. Somebody doesn't like black people. You can say that on Twitter. You can be like, I don't I don't like black people. That is they're not gonna take you off of Twitter for saying that. Yeah. Um They might. Their their rules on race and whatever is a little but they're not, working on it. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the whole thing that they were talking about too is that we're not perfect and we got to work on things. Yeah. That was probably the only like and now that we're revisiting it and I've thought about it more the only good point that Tim Pool made at, w- during the whole that whole conversation of like the three strikes and everything was he brought up ca- a couple cases. Most of them Vidya was absolutely correct on. But um there was a couple cases he brought up where it was somebody was given a warning and they continued the actions they were taking as a protest to Twitter's system. And I think he had a good point there is that's a good way to combat that. But that also speaks to your point about this being America and Twitter being a mostly American company. And uh, So is Twitter going to be a part of this? Because it goes into your social aspects. So Twitter's going to allow the Chinese government to go into or to look at. That's why I brought up the the Google thing at the beginning is because there's these global companies that we think of as being like mostly American. As as Americans, we kind of have this bias, but if they want access to those markets, they're going to have to comply with the government's requests. So they're gonna, there might be a version of Twitter in China where it's part of the social credit system. Now, see if if it publicly comes out that any of these companies do that, then how do I not know that you're not doing this with my government now? Just behind my back. Google's already given in. That's what I was saying earlier. It's, it's it becomes like this capitalist thing where like these these corporations have to have infinite returns every year. Like they have to make more money than they did the last year, so they want access to these these growing markets. And if they want, uh, like everybody who uses Google in America is, I mean, they've got everybody. They everybody knows about Google. So if they want access to other markets, they have to go to these countries that are just getting internet or countries that are blocking Google for censorship reasons and find a way to get into those markets. So they have to give in to China's demands. I guess the small market that they do get is better than no market at all. Yeah. And well, there's an aspect of this, too, where... Um, but then the government can censor what they see, but they don't have a choice in that. Yeah. Regardless, any of these, if he makes himself the forever president <laughs> you, I mean, if they want to go into this um type of credit system they can do that and you have no say about it at all you just have to comply yeah regardless and the 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 final aspect of this that i wanted to touch on was the the financial side of it so like obviously that company i mentioned earlier is going to make a shitload of money off of this because it requires like 
lots of technological infrastructure to monitor their citizens in that way. That's and a have lot it. of people, too. Yeah. Um, so rich people are going to have a huge advantage in this. Like, if you're a millionaire billionaire or a high-up executive in Chinese business, you're going to be able to pay your way out of a lot of this and pay your way to the top. The way um, the blacklisting works is if you have enough money, you can get things removed from your list, and you can remove yourself from the blacklist if you have enough money. And there's no protections. Like the way Chinese court systems and the, the criminal justice system works over there, there's less protections for like the individual that's on trial unless you're rich. Like You can pay your way through court in China. It's a little looser than, than our legal system here when it comes to that type of thing. As long as you're not trying to bring it over here, it's like I don't, I don't care. It does scare me though that like this is it's, yeah, it's more acceptable in other parts of the world. So it might not ever come to America, but there's other countries that might start adopting this, and it could become, oh, this side, that side type thing. And I also, oh man, because China is a crazy place, and then this seems like if there was one place that would do this, it would be China. I can see Japan, Taiwan, and the Koreas following suit and maybe even russia i don't think russia will do it i think russia might because they already have um state controlled media like yeah but they're already mm. trying to control their people to a level and disinform them to a level that i i could see them going down that path for even more control and also just the moves that countries have been making economically lately like there is a power shift happening where it's foreseeable that the u.s isn't going to be as in the forefront of global powers as other countries. So if, let's say, China becomes the dominant uh, economic force um, in, the, in the global economy, and they take the U.S.'s place as far as like trade and all that goes, they're going to export their ideologies, too, to other countries, and they're going to have a massive amount of influence. I mean, that's how ideologies and governmental systems transport themselves across the world anyway. It all starts with, a, with trade and economics. So we could lose our position as number one in global politics and economics, and then this then, could take over. But that's, you know, down the line. It freaks me out a little how dystopian the whole idea is. But they've implemented it pretty quick, though. That, that is kind of my issue. Next year, they, it's mandatory. And they started this in... 2014. 2014. Yeah. It hasn't even been a decade yet, and they're already making it mandatory. Yeah. So they've figured it out within six years. Yeah. They believe that they have figured the algorithm and everything out in order to put this into place. That scares me. Because if they can do that already with the millions of people that live in China, then how quickly, you're right, can they implement this in other places? Yeah. And get it to a global aspect. Because they become a, almost like a powerhouse country, and we back down. Even our military, we don't send military. We don't have people fight because we're not the powerhouse anymore. We're not the main. Given our political situation right and then now, we too, it doesn't really to, help. <laughs> we have to comply. Yeah. That's why... I, I know Actually, we bash Trump on here a lot, but, but that's why this type of president is bad for us. Like, because it, why not? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you saying that he's bad? Because he's trying to build a wall around this motherfucker. And right now, <laughs> after we're talking about all this, I think we should build a wall <laughs> because keep on all this motherfucking ideolo 
ideology out of here. I don't I don't want anything to do with it. So if building a wall is going to solve that issue, let's build the wall. Okay? <laughs> build the wall to keep China out. Yeah. <laughs> Just that ideology. Not China necessarily. I'm not trying to that's the whole thing with like keeping Mexicans out. I don't I, that's not that's not what we're trying to do with building a wall. We are not trying to keep <laughs> Mexicans out of the US. Although that's how it seems. That's a whole different conversation. I don't even. Yeah, we shouldn't get into Trump right now. But uh, I hate you, Trump, because you make me talk about you all the time, and I don't want to talk about you. That the one thing he's actually really good at is keeping himself on everybody's minds. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking done it for me. You can say one thing about the guy is that he's good about keeping himself in everything mm-hmm. relevant all the time. But I just on the global stage right now, we've lost face. Trump has done some good things, and I think he's done a lot of bad things. But just overall, I don't think it's good for the entire country the way we look right now. And people can dispute me on that. That's fine. We're going to disagree, I'm sure, some people. But Where do you um, see the elections in 2020? Ooh. Ooh, that's a huge thing, too. Yeah. His elections are coming up in 2020. China wants to implement this mandatory in 2020. Yeah. We're also not sure what's going to happen. Like, is Mueller going to release the report before the election or after the election? There's been a lot of news recently. Like, you can pre-order the Mueller report on Amazon right now as a book. What? I know. It's if you guys should look into that, you definitely look into that. I've at got some Prime point. too, so yeah, get um, that bitch here tomorrow. It's so sketchy though the way it's because there, it, the Mueller report's not out yet. So how are they guaranteeing? Like, I don't know how they have publishing rights to it, or uh, there's gonna, there might be stuff that's redacted, and they're saying, like, you can pre-order, like, I don't, you, you don't know what you're pre-ordering right now, it's a really sketchy situation, but my whole point with that is, like, we don't know what's gonna happen with the Russia investigation, are they gonna try to meddle again, or is China gonna try to do what Russia did, are they gonna follow suit with that and try similar tactics? 2020 because, is gonna be a really interesting year. Especially if, if... We have more countries that are getting involved in this and manipulating our elections. It's only going to make things even more difficult, especially for us. Yeah. Trump could get elected again, and nobody voted for him. And then everybody's looking around like, well, who voted for Trump? And there's like these few random people in your life that you know voted for him, but the mass majority is like, but you're so spread out that we don't even realize it. Yeah. That the mass majority never voted for Trump, but yet somehow he's still president. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, 2020 is going to be wild, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, who, who do you think is going to be um, up on the forefront? Of- Joe Biden's, but I mean, by the time people are listening to this, he might have already announced that he's running, but he's been threatening to announce that he's running for the past few days. No way. And I think... Uh, Probably a bunch of like people who are old dogs in the Senate are gonna back him because he's kind of like the standard. He's the by the book. He's been in it long enough. He has the most experience. Like they're probably gonna back him the hardest. I don't know if I want Joe Biden. And I think, um, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to diss Joe Biden. I don't want Joe Biden. I don't know about <laughs> Biden's rough, man. You were cool as ah, not you. He's got some views that are that are uh, hard to stand behind nowadays. <laughs> Even 
It's like you were only cool because Obama was there. Yeah, I, well, he, he was great with Obama. That's what I'm saying. He, you were, but you're not the same without him. Yeah. <clears throat> you're not the same. Sorry. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but there's another one that's, he's, he's uh, I want to say, um, independent. That's what I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-D. Um, you know what that means? Beto O'Rourke. Is the guy. That's the name OC. I came to me eventually. I'm still here. I still got neurons that are firing, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. a little slow. Beto O'Rourke has a bunch of uh, steam behind him as far as like liberals and leftists like him a lot. And that kind of seems to be the way that like the, the excitement is leaning is towards this guy. Um, but he, he hasn't put a lot out there on what his like stances and policies are yet. Yeah. So it's kind of a waiting game to see what he's actually going to run on what's what's his platform but i think he's interesting hmm. those are probably going to be the two like fun ones to watch the debates is beto and biden you have to be uh 35 yeah i think that's right okay yeah alexandria ocasio cortez is still a little young to to be running i think probably in the, the coming elections she's gonna run so seven no no and biden would be 12 years from now i can <laughs> you're trying to figure out when you can be president fuck yeah dude are you kidding me why would you want that job <laughs> uh just to say i've done it oh okay that's the only good thing you could, like that's the best reason you could have given me <laughs> oh yeah otherwise fuck that job i couldn't be president first of all let's be real here do you no. think that i could be president i think anybody could be president now <laughs> i want um no no i, I want still dog don't, the I bounty still hunter to be president oh my god him and his wife. I want her to be vice president. <laughs> I, just, I just want his mullet and that set of tits running our country. <laughs> you thought we were a joke before? You just wait. You they wouldn't even need a wait. campaign slogan. They could just do like his mullet and then her tits underneath. And that's the banner for the whole campaign. <laughs> I wish I could remember her name. This sounds like an... In like a South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> or Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog becomes. the Titty President. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk to Matt and Trey right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody tell them. It's a good idea for an episode. I, I, I feel like I'm desensitized from the election, so... It, my day-to-day life doesn't necessarily get impacted. I think we've talked about this before, maybe. On, we have a on little mic, bit, yeah. Not off mic, but I I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. It's so confusing. It's so complicated. There's no... In my mind, there's no right or wrong way because everybody has their own different viewpoints on a lot of these things. I would love to sit down with somebody that thinks or that has a better understanding of China and what they're trying to do and explaining it to us trying to like sell it to us yeah that that is the viewpoint that I want to hear from when I was googling articles I was actually trying really hard to find one that was painting it like in a good light and it was really hard to find anything so I just went with the in-depth wired article (laughs) because if there are people that 
this is this is what I'm saying. This is why I don't think it'll ever happen here. Any news article that you read about it here is gonna be like these people are crazy. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, there was that one uh, research analyst that I mentioned while I was reading the article who kind of sounded like she was spinning it in a better light. Um, I I definitely would be interested to hear the perspective of somebody who has uh, a more grounded view of what's going on in China. Somebody who's actually dealt with it on a day to day. Maybe we could. I mean, I could look up like. There's comedic reporters who are also serious journalists. Like, we could find somebody who's, like, willing to go on a no-name podcast and, like, Skype with us and explain it in a fun way. That'd be awesome. I bet we could find somebody like that. I bet you we could. And we could set up, like, Discord or Skype to do that. I would probably do this Discord. Yeah, yeah. Fuck fuck Skype. Well, I was just saying Skype because that's what people use on other podcasts, but... No, fuck your stupid minimize <laughs> bullshit that I gotta go into the settings and fucking change. Yeah, but I think that's a good idea for us to look into in the future is let's find somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, speaking of future podcasts, man, um, next week... Oh, this is an exciting one. I we, mean, we got an exciting one coming up here. I've been pumped about this for a while. We got a good local story for you guys. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Something that, like, news, very well-known news uh, casters have covered. Yeah, yeah. Local news all the way to national news. Like, you can look this up on Google, and it pops up with, like, CNN mm-hmm. articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys look forward to future episodes. I don't want to give away too much. We've kind of already given away a lot there. <laughs> but they don't know what the context is, so you yeah. can't really know what we're going to. But that's going to be a really, really good conversation. Yeah. It's going to be a really, really interesting. And also the the debate that it brings up, too, is going to be awesome. to look. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're going to be taking down some popular internet companies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. think so. We're probably going to actually be painting them in a good light, given what happened with the situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We figured out racism, abortions. Um, We figured out that we don't, that China's whole system is not good. And yeah. I, I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to be a thing. I don't I think think the, the only thing that we've had the hardest time solving is bathrooms. Like, that's the only thing that we couldn't fix. We fixed all the other things. <laughs> yeah, but toys are still too damn tall. There's too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Bathroom questions. What if, you're, what if you're blind and lost your sense of smell? Now how do you know when you're done wiping? Is it just the sense of feel? We no, went over this because, a little bit. <laughs> because you said that they just know. Yeah, they just know. It's a combined mix of their other senses that lets them know what it feels like. But what if they you're missing more one than of one? Them? Yeah, smell and then also like touch. As so they as, smell like... their fingers. Well, no. There's just a certain mm-hmm. amount of when the toilet paper is away from your butthole. You, like you're doing a wafting motion while you're wiping. So they get a sense of like... Their sen- their smell is sensitive enough that they can tell how clean the paper is, but it's it's more from my understanding, it's like a pressure, lubrication, and sensitivity type thing. We're definitely get a blind person to come in and check everything for me. Is this clean? <laughs> is my microphone clean right now? Like, is this little spit guard? Is that thing clean? Ah, oh, wow, that would be crazy if somebody could tell us. Like, yeah, it's clean. It's pretty good. It's pretty good shit right there. We're gonna have like some. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty clean too. Some... Hey, can you smell my balls and tell me if they're clean? <laughs> um, you know I. I 
smell a hint of jasmine in there. Oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> yeah, man. Smell savant. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs one. That's the best way to go through life. If there's anybody out there that doesn't want to get paid that wants to smell things for me. <laughs> and if there's anybody out there that wants to smell my asshole on a daily basis. Oh, no, 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 no. That was just a joke. I'm just joking. I don't want you to actually <laughs> smell my balls. I don't need that. Okay, I can smell my own balls. Like, it's okay. It's cool. This is so unrelated. Well, it's related, but so it's just off the... But is that something that you not like, if you've touched something on your body or you find something, do you smell it? Like, is your first reaction to, like, just yes. bring your fingers up to, yeah, me yes. too. I catch myself doing that sometimes. Yeah. And I'll be like, why um, did I just smell my balls? No, because <laughs> it's a natural thing to do. Yeah. You smell your balls to check them. It's one way of checking them. Because you're sticking your hand down there, so you're feeling them. Yeah. Okay? As long as everything feels okay, you're Gucci. Yeah. Now, if you stick your hand out, it smells rancid. You know you got an issue. Yeah, yeah. If you pull it out, it just smells like your fucking sweaty balls. Just fucking give your balls a tug. Just give right. your balls a tug. Just give your balls a tug. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking figure it out. That's one way. This is one of the ways. Ah, see, that's why I feel bad for people that can't smell. I really do. I, I, I couldn't imagine not being able to smell the French. Oh, that's uh, another future guest. I mean, I still have to kind of convince her to come on eventually. But I, the friend I was telling you about off mic that uh, can't see things in her imagination. At Blows my mind. Yeah, there's a there's Blows a percentage of people out there who can't um, visually imagine things, only like textually in their head. And for me, that's insane because, I, like directions and stuff, I can tell you like what restaurant is across from what restaurant. I can picture you're seeing this, the colors on the sign. I'm like, no, I'm seeing the building. Yeah. I'm seeing like everything, and like I can picture cars parked in the parking lot. I can picture the the hotel next to the place. Yeah, I can picture all that, and like. Driving around the corner, I can picture the road. I can picture the light that you're going to stop at and where you're going to stop at and where the lines are. I can picture all – see, that's what I'm saying. I'm very detailed. It, it, that is the complete opposite of me. Yeah. I can I can picture all that shit and understand all that shit, but then she can't at all. And that that – it's hard for me to understand. So I would love, love, love to sit down and talk to her. Yeah. To be able to really understand more. It's another future conversation to look forward to. It like it blows my mind. Okay. <laughs> if I draw a square on a piece of paper and then put it up and show you it and then I put the paper down, you're telling me that you can't picture that piece of paper and that square. No, she can see it when she like, sees it. Like the vision of you seeing that, you can, I can I can picture it now. Like I can what are you I, doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, she can't. It's a, oh my god, it blows my mind. It's a subsect of synesthesia. I want to say is like what the condition's called, and people have different versions of it. Where like music notes will affect them in a different way, or colors will visually affect them in different ways, and senses will be crossed, and certain senses won't be crossed. So like it's a. The communication between the hemispheres of your brain is what creates like certain sensations, and she just doesn't have that link. And so, like, she gets the concept, and she can describe things to you, but she, like, peel an apple in your head, she can't do that. She can explain to you how that would work. Wait, how do you peel an apple? With an apple peeler. 
Yeah, okay, so visually what that, I mean, you it's... You dice an apple. How do no, you... I peel... Okay, so I've got... You peel the skin off? Yeah, peel the skin off, and then you put it through the little apple slicer, and then you got a nice little yeah, apple. Yeah, see, that's yeah. that's a slicer, but I didn't know that you peeled the skin off. Yeah, well, for my kids, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't fucking peel the skin off. I I, well, I'll just eat an apple. Run that bitch through the dicer. I won't anything. even dice it, I'll just eat it. I mean, I feel you. There's sometimes <laughs> that I do like, you know, some diced apples, so I'll run it through the dice or whatever. But yeah, I I never peeled the skin off. Oh, that was a first for me. That's why I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be stuck on well, something so stupid. Picture but... it in your head, that or peel a potato. Okay, I can picture that. I can okay. literally picture somebody holding a potato, a potato peeler, and like doing the action over a sink. And everything falling off of it. Make it even more abstract than that. So this this is simple. It's just like imagine a white room with a floating potato, and a, it's just like the peelers just peeling the potato. Like just that exercise in your head. But they can still visualize something. That's still a visualization of something. Yeah, yeah. But you're taking out like the kitchen. You're taking out the person. You're taking out the pot that they're standing over. You're just a potato All in of a the white room that make it being peeled. Imagine the skin coming off of it. So, she can describe what that would be like, but cannot visually see it in her head like most people do. You're fucking me up, dude. <laughs> You're fucking me up right now because that's insane. That's insane. I, for I me. can't wait to talk to her about it. I, I can't wait for you to talk to her I, about I, it. I, oh man, I have so many questions. So yeah. many ah fantasies. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing is where like okay, so she's obviously read like romance before, and she had she's had sexual encounters so you before. Can't, but so, you like, can't picture a certain person. You're just picturing no, the it's act, the, the idea, the the ones and zeros of the person, like the the code of the person in your head that is that concept. She gets all. But that. what concept are you looking at? Because in, in that sense, wouldn't there be no details? Didn't I did okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to blow your mind even harder. <laughs> yeah, make to make this hard. easier to understand. Make it hard. <laughs> oh yeah, make it hard. I'm gonna blow it so hard. Blow it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> that Kurt Cobain, your brain all over. <laughs> 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 Too far. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so did, I told you about face blindness last time we talked. About yeah, this, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. See, oh, okay, okay. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. the the hemispheres aren't connected in a certain way, where or that you had a brain injury that affected the exact part of the brain that deals with recognizing the patterns of a face. But so like they don't even see faces in wood grain like we see like your your brain is constantly looking for patterns and we're always looking for faces. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see faces that aren't even there. Yeah. Which is like my favorite subreddit is um uh the fucking like Google googly eye bombing or it's called eye bombing where yeah, you, you yeah. just yeah, you just make things into faces cuz your brain saw it there. Dude, I swear there's a fucking picture on my Instagram of me seeing a face in something and yeah. me pointing it out. Most people's brains are wired to see patterns and faces specifically in things. So are you telling me that they just don't naturally see it, but if I pointed it out to them, would they be able to see no, it? No, 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 no. Whoa. <laughs> they either see something so distorted that it kind of looks like a monster to them, like uh, the MGMT kids video. If you've ever seen, oh yeah, dude, that totally looks like a demonic face in the paneling of like a That's wooden what I'm fence. Saying. That's what I'm saying. You can go back there and look. Uh, posted it. I don't know, in August twelfth, 
2018, but it yeah. looks like a face in the fence. So you're telling me that she doesn't see that face. And even if I tried to explain it to her, she still wouldn't see a face in the fence. Yeah. Well, not not the person I'm talking about specifically, but people with face blindness wouldn't recognize that pattern that you're seeing as a face. They would just see wood grain. Or a distorted portion of the wood that doesn't look anything like a face to them. The The part of their brain that is supposed to deal with faces is fucked up. So they're either seeing just like a blank, like what a Ken doll looks downstairs, but for your face. <laughs> or they're seeing, like I said, the MGMT kids video where the kid is like panicking because the police officers are all monsters and his mom is just walking around, doesn't notice that everybody's got fucked up faces. Like it'd be like that. And there's people who walk through life not seeing faces. It's incredibly rare, but it just, the way the brain works is such a fucking mystery and so complicated that stuff like that exists. So with synesthesia, or like not being able to uh, visualize things in your head, and like I said, there's other versions of it where people have like those senses crossed instead of being not connected. So like you'll hear a song and you'll see the color red when an E note plays. Like, they can paint a song in their head. Whoa. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Or even, like, the days of a calendar correspond to, like, a letter in the alphabet for somebody. Or not, yeah, a letter in the alphabet for people. Or, like, numbers have a certain significance in some other aspect of their life. So, like, math and art becomes intertwined for some people. But with this, it's just the opposite of that, where those senses are disconnected so much that she can't. Like, the information's there, it's just not connecting properly, so she So, can't. art for her is shitty as fuck. No, it's visually impressive to her. She gets the concepts. She gets to look at art and enjoy it when it's in front of her. What if it's an art that has faces? Well, okay, so if we're talking uh-huh, about face uh-huh, blindness, uh-huh. yeah. So, like, that famous, the scream where he's holding his cheeks. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would, I mean, that. No, that, you'd still be able to pick a face out of that. I th- I think the pat- that, see that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the whole point of let's talk to somebody who has face blindness. I, I need to talk to somebody <laughs> that has face blind. I need to understand this more. I want to understand it more. That like, type of stuff is like my absolute favorite to read about. You know, just weird medical oddities with the brain or with like um, I don't want to get too far off track here because we're getting pretty deep into our recording. But have you heard of chimerism? Chimerism. Yeah, so it was, you can be, like, a chimera is the, the mythical, like, multi-animal beast where it's, like, the, the head of a lion, the a snake for a tail, and wings uh, of an eagle. yeah, yeah, yeah. So people can be chimeras of DNA. So, like, um, there's a famous case where a woman gave birth and then had her kids taken away from her because the DNA didn't match, and it looked like somebody else in her family had given birth to the kids. So, like... They they thought she was lying and stole, like, a family member's kids. And they did a DNA test on her and found out that she had two sets of DNA. And the reason for this is that she was originally going to be a twin, but she absorbed her twin during the pregnancy and absorbed the DNA, and she just has two sets. Like, it's an extremely rare thing that happens at a certain stage in the the... Um, forming of the cells that eventually become a fetus. I would love to hear more about that, too. Yeah, so uh, there's this whole, like, court case you had to go through, and, like, once a DNA testing became more widespread, like, she was finally able to get custody of her kids back. Um, no shit, but she had to go through this whole process. Yeah, she fought for years to finally get custody of her kids back, and it turned out that, like, the, the DNA, DNA testing came back and was like, these are your sister's kids, and she goes, I don't have a sister. 
<laughs> so like that's how they eventually figured I'm it out. I'm eating the mic right now. My mouth <laughs> wide open. There's because... there was a kid born that was literally down the middle, like a visible line, white and black, half and half. Because of chimerism. Oh shit. Yeah. It was an interracial couple couple that was gonna have twins and same thing. No way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> kind of like Crystal and I, um, our daughter's like darker than our son. Like she, he, she's a little more tan, looks more like mommy, and my son look, is a little paler, looks more like me. Yeah. Like if they had been twins and absorbed each other, then they would have come out split. <laughs> it's my favorite shit, man. That type of dude. Stuff. That really fucks me up because <laughs> me and my brother look a lot alike. Yeah. Like, you can tell that me and my brother are brothers. So, what if that would have happened to us? Uh, okay, let me put it this way. If me and my brother were to fuse into one person, we would be unstoppable. Also, it'd be kind of hard to tell, because you're right. You, do get, you guys do look an awful lot alike. We've got our differences. He's a little bit more chubbier yeah. in the face than I am. Um but you're like close enough to being a twin without actually being twins. And we're two years apart, too. Yeah. That's what's, yeah, that really messes with me sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I could definitely, I, I could have been your twin. Yeah. Seriously, could have been your twin two years ago. Different circumstances. Yeah. 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 But if you put everything that my brother knows and how he acts and then implemented everything that I know and how I act together, I'm telling you, we would be unstoppable. Because he's more <laughs> book smart than I am yeah. and he's a very intelligent person um, when it comes to, to math and science and it's, he's worked in labs before and has you know way more understanding of chemistry and everything than I, than I do. But like street smarts and stuff like that, I feel like I have a little bit more on him on that and kind of like a common sense kind of ground yeah i'm not trying to talk shit about my brother here and <laughs> well you complimented for him first so. nathan if you're listening to this i'm really not trying to talk shit about you okay i'm just pointing out like remember just, that he said good things yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we ha we're, we're our own people in in different aspects you yeah. know um i feel like i'm a much more outgoing and talkative person he's become a lot more talkative with me in the past couple of years, we've gotten older and have kind of put that whole, you're my brother, so I just want to punch you. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what you've done. You haven't done anything. You're just standing there being my brother, so I want to punch you. That's kind of died down. So we've had some more intellectual conversations, and I really enjoy them. Yeah. And I see those sides come out of them, but on a – random basis being out meeting random people i feel like my whole life i've been a little bit more outgoing so that's we have our differences if we if, i'm just saying if you were to put me and him together we're the exact opposite so if you put us together it would we would be unstoppable super person it, we, i would i would have been a super i would have been elon musk let's <laughs> put it that way if me and my brother were fused together we would have been elon musk yeah because we both have a a love for cars too. We both have a <laughs> a basic love for electricity and science and all that other shit. So I'm glad you said the second half of that sentence because if you just let it left it at, we really love cars. <laughs> like that's that's how Elon Musk got to be Elon Musk. He really fucking loves cars, you guys. <laughs> that's all it is. You just gotta fucking love cars. <laughs> 
Like to the point where you'll sleep on the factory floor while you're producing your new Tesla model. You love them that much. Listen, where you're sitting right now, eventually at some point I'm going to sleep. <laughs> where we're doing this podcast now, I'm eventually going to sleep up here. Yeah. I have I've yet to do it. Because I love sleeping next to my fiance. Wait, 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 are you now saying that you're the Elon Musk of, of podcasting? <laughs> In our experiences, yes. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll let you the, have it. I'll I'm let the, you have all it. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. That's a win for me. Fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> to be compared to Elon Musk, you know, that's just it's a big, you know, I'm a big deal. You know, I just come in, I fuck a shit up, and then I leave. You know, I'm a big deal. <laughs> to To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> you did, you were the one who did the comparing, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I like it, though. I mean, come on. Like, I even wanted to start a whole podcast. Like, Yeah, I mean, you were the driving force behind this. That's true. And cars drive, so you are like Elon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I am Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> In my own retrospect. Let's just put it that way. Okay. To... to, to to be specific, I am Elon Musk in the sense of my ideas, not in the sense of I love this so much. I'm as smart as <laughs> he is because I'm definitely not as smart as Elon Musk is. Let's get that out there. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think it's like a once in a generation thing. That yeah, guy, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. He's modern day Einstein. I mean, I'm probably giving him too much praise now he's done some stupid shit could you imagine but... if me and you right now sat down and have a had a conversation with elon musk i it would be so nervous where it'd do be you so think, hard like where would it even go i have nothing to say i mean like other than wow you're amazing i'm completely inspired nothing by everything to ask you're him? doing you have nothing to i have ask. a bunch i'd want to ask him but it'd really be really tough as like us i'd be like to even understand what i'm just he was an ape about. in ohio like, <laughs> <laughs> and i have nothing in common with this guy <laughs> that's not necessarily true i that's know but that's how i would true. feel yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's just on true. such another level like watching him I don't, I don't put him that high up like i know he's on another level but i also know that he's a basic human being he yeah, he's shits done and... some really dumb human stuff too. he shits and pisses in a toilet just like i fucking do yeah he's got to ingest food the same way that i do i mean you can put up your bow right but my whole point is yeah we're not getting into that one. <laughs> we're not i'm not going there that was a fun one to just throw in there though I, let's I, leave it where I, it was yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. leaving that one exactly where it is I, y- you do basic things the same way that we do basic things so you're a basic human being regardless of how smart you are and what you do with your life like i understand that you're a very intellectual person and i'm not as intelligent and don't have as much understanding in the things that you know but i i could have a whole knowledge about something that he has no idea about what if he's never heard of csgo oh. never played a fucking lick never even knew that the game existed I bet to there's... him i'm a fucking genius that's probably true there's probably a bunch of stuff just because given like who he is and what he has to focus on he misses out on so much culture probably do you think elon musk knows how to do a kickflip Oh no, there's no way. Most people don't know how to do a kickflip. All right, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're a genius. But you what... you would be a genius to him with skateboarding and how you can man- manipulate your board and everything. That yeah. would be extremely interesting to him. That's um a really inspiring way you kind of spun that though. Is like everybody is they're a genius in their own right, even compared to Elon Musk, because there's mm-hmm. there's stuff that 
you know how to do that he knows absolutely nothing about. Do you think he knows how to iron his shirt? <sighs> I keep, no. He probably No, does. pay gotta, somebody to do it. Dude. Pay somebody to do it. Don't do not do to me. I think he knows how to iron a shirt, though. Like, <laughs> I'm just being a dick. He's an engi- he, engineer <laughs> by practice, you know? Like, he just comes up with ideas on how to make daily shit like ironing clothes work better anyway. That's I his know. whole job. I know. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. I know, but I wanted to make my point. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's why I wouldn't... I'm, I don't think that I'm ever going to be afraid to talk to somebody when it comes to, like, our podcast. When it comes to, like... My boss and my job, I'm afraid to talk to somebody that's higher up than me. But if it's somebody that I'm just sitting down to have a conversation with them, especially if they come on this podcast, I don't think that I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be excited and maybe a little bit nervous because I know their um, their reach to people. Like, how many followers does Elon Musk have on his Twitter? I don't know. That's a good question, though. And then he goes, Probably a bunch. And then he posts on there and he goes about to be on the blue skies from the basement podcast (laughs) yeah mind blown yeah you know that's something that you could think about so i would be a little bit nervous but i don't think that i'm gonna be like afraid to talk to these people or feel that i won't be able to talk to these people i would have a hard time i guess what i was saying is i'd have a hard time justifying me being the person interviewing elon musk you know (laughs) and see that's why i also feel that we're not gonna interview people i'm not necessarily wanting to interview elon Musk. no i do just want to have conversations i just want to sit down with the dude and yeah. just see where the conversation goes honestly that'd be way better than me trying to ask him questions he's just giving <laughs> us information on shit like yeah. we can be like you know okay what is your view on this whole china and i wonder what he thinks about it. bam right there <laughs> yeah right there um one of our future episodes that i'm also going to plug in here um the man with the golden voice oh yeah every time i've talked about him people are like what is he doing now i know and i i'm the same way when i found him at the udf across the street from where i live i was like i am so glad you're still doing okay and you still have that voice and like <laughs> yeah he's such an upbeat and he's like the perfect person for like the vibes we want on the on this show yeah because he's just so fucking optimistic and loving like he hugged me like out of no and i I didn't realize who he was at first. I was like, I know that voice. I've heard that so many places, but I can't place the name. And he was, I was like, that's quite the voice you got there. And he goes, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I'm like, I have a feeling like I, I know who you are, but I can't place the name. And he came over and hugged me. And I'm Ted Williams. And, and his beautiful voice. And he signed a uh, character for me. And uh I let him use my phone to call his roommate to come pick him up from the UDF. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah, yeah see, I, he's uh, so personable and fun to talk to. I definitely want to know what he's doing now, though. Yeah. Uh, the I think the closest thing that I could find was 2016 about yeah. like where is he now, sort of thing. He so, said he was traveling to New York, and he's he'll be back in a few months. So, you know, hopefully, try to set can, something up with him. Yeah, hopefully, we can get something going with him here soon. I'm excited for that too. Me too. Yeah. Alright, alright. This has been Blue Skies from the Basement. Later. Peace.